What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hitters Only Podcast. Uh, really excited about today's episode. Uh, got my good friend Matt Braybender coming in. He is the owner and operator and all the above of Matt's Transmission in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And um, yeah, it was good to get him in here to talk to him about uh, the journey he's been on and everything he's done uh, to get to where he is today. We talked about a lot of things. We talked about um, him coming up and uh, moving to Murfreesboro from Louisiana and him getting his start in, uh, you know, the... um, automotive industry and working on transmissions and his time doing uh pit crew stuff and nascar and um talked about a lot of good a good life stuff we talked a lot about family and stuff towards the end and it was a really really good podcast i'm excited about it i think you guys will love it um, i know matt has a lot of friends and family that uh love him dearly and that will be excited to um, get to hear his story and it was good for me to hear his story I've spent so much time with Matt and you know you don't always get a chance to sit down with um, your close friends and really just hear their side of things from uh, start to present and that's what we got to do today and I was really excited about that and man hell of a guy has done a lot of stuff Um, impressive really um I didn't know a lot of what what he told me um, tonight, and so anyways, um, I'm not going to get too long-winded. We talked for two hours, as we usually do, and uh, I just want to say I'm just thankful for him and his family and everything that he has going on, and hey, if you need your transmission worked on, Matt's Transmission in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Give them a quick Google. It'll take you crate straight to their website, and you can go from there, folks. But without further ado, um, here is Matt with Matt's Transmission. Everybody says they don't like the sound of their own voice, and I don't either. But the more you hear yourself talk, yeah, you'll you get used to it. <laughs> oh gosh! But anyways, man, thanks for doing this. I know you're probably busy, and oh, you know dude. it's ridiculous. <clears throat> Are y'all wide open right now? Oh yeah, yeah, big time. Um, Does it turn up in the summer, fall, or spring? PJ, what did PJ always say? He said in the spring, cars just start acting it stupid used to, it used to do that it used to you could have like a you'd have slow months mm-hmm. and then next thing you know you're you're just slam busy but now for some reason the last man i don't know right right before the the, the old c word you know mm-hmm. it was it was just wide open and then that just it hurt a lot of people but mm-hmm. man it just like i blew up after that it's just busy 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 because nobody could buy new cars everybody wants to fix their stuff so that was a big. Um, so you think COVID actually helped the? Yeah, like really? Yeah, I mean it helped me. I meant to, I, I was going to ask boom. you about that. 
Because, like, in the middle of it, did it slow down just because people weren't really driving or was people? I had probably maybe one week, one or two weeks that was slow, and I'm thinking, oh, this is what they're talking about. You mm. know what I mean? And so, but, man, it just it just took off. Man, I feel like that's a lot of stuff. I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, COVID, like, opened people's eyes to stuff, but everybody wanted to build a deck. Yeah. <laughs> you should. Did you go in Lowe's during that time? Dude, it was insane. <laughs> everybody wanted to build a deck, and everybody, like, you know, any home project or, or right. people had, I think it's because people had time to slow down and think about, you know, maybe they got, their car's been making a weird noise, but they've been ignoring it, and then, you know, maybe we should go in and get it checked out. So, that I don't know, that might have something to well, do with it. What I, what I saw is, like, people would come to me, and they said, nobody's got nothing. Nobody, you know, they think Ford had a problem with buying the chip. And so the, none of their vehicles were available. And so um, they couldn't. They would go, to, like you would, um, what was that? Um, it's not Toyota anymore, but that um, car lot there, or dealership, I'm sorry. They had nothing on their lot. I mean, it was empty. Oh, is that Nissan right now? No, it's a Mitsubishi, or maybe it's Mitsubishi or something like that. There wasn't, that there wasn't nothing there for a long time. They were, yeah. they were lining, and we're talking about the one on uh, Memorial? Is that the one you're talking no, about? No, the one at Church Street. Okay, well, yeah, that yeah. one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one on Memorial. Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, uh, over uh, there across the street from where CC's Pizza, or mm-hmm. in the same area. Nissan. C- it's Nissan. Yeah, it's Nissan. Yeah, yeah. For a long time, man, they, they, didn't have nothing. they had cars lined up on the outside. And that's it. And there wasn't nothing. You could have played a football game in the middle of that sucker. And they had other other brands. Like, there was Ford and Chevrolet in there. They, yeah. they didn't have a lot of new cars at all. So, yeah, I think that was the biggest thing. Is everybody had to fix what they had. You got a had. Nissan plant 10 miles from here. Yeah, I know. Exactly right. But everybody had to fix. Everybody had to fix their what they had, and um, the. But then my biggest problem was getting the parts. You know that that was the other thing is we've got all this work, but we've got to get the parts in, mm-hmm. and so it, it took a little while to get that straightened. And we just the funny part about it is, within the last probably six to, well, I want to say maybe eight months, nine months, everything's just starting to come back, mm-hmm. and now this stinking strike is going, and it's starting there already. We've already got. You know, dealerships telling us they're uh, they've closed forty warehouses and already. Okay, I heard something something about this at work. Who's striking? UAW, United Auto Workers, which okay. is okay. Um, and I'm not gonna get too political, but it's everybody with Chevrolet, Ford, Dodge, the GM. three, the three, yeah, the three big, big, big um, guns in that. And uh, I'm sure I'm gonna say I'm not an expert at that, but they're just they're just strike they're on strike everything's stopped ceased and nothing's going on is it is it the line employees Mm -hmm. is that what it is yeah and for some reason the parts but they don't think because i know it's gonna ring um parts are um getting hard to find again like they've already told Mm -hmm. me we bought a converter for a torque converter for a chevrolet truck and we buy dealer converters and they said man this is my last one i'm not sure when i'm gonna get another one in i'm like Okay, so a guy brings his truck in. How am I supposed to get it fixed? You know, so dang, that's rough, man. Yeah, trying to find parts is going to be the. I think it's going to start again. You know, when I worked at the at the Nissan plant for a couple of years, uh, a lot of people would go leave and go to GM or uh, wherever, and they would always say that. Um, Nissan was more consistent with uh, 
hours, not getting laid off and stuff right. like that. Yeah, yeah. But they always acted like if you went to um, the, Chevrolet, the Chevy plants or the Ford. What's, what's the other one that's close to here? Is it GM? There's a big plant close to oh, here. Oh, that's in Spring Hill. Yeah, yeah. Spring Hill. Yeah. That one. They acted like you made more money there, but it was kind of sketchy. Like, they laid people off and stuff like that, so it was kind of a gamble. Yeah, that's been my – I've never – I don't think I've ever – well, I take that back. I had a factory job for one week. (laughs) I should have had mine for one week. I'm going to tell you that right now, dude. It sucked. (laughs) I was – I forget what I was doing. It was a friend of mine's dad was – I don't know what he – but he, you know, he got me the job on there, and I worked for – we were packing – vegetable oil or something like that i can't remember what it was and i knew oh, right God, yeah, it was man. hot that sounds I mean, awful people that do that stuff i mean I, like I say i i mean it's it's hot in my shop but i mean that right there was there was no air at all i mean it was rough yeah. i was like of course i was young i think i was 17 18 years old mm-hmm. no i had to be older than that because i was out of high school so but i was right out of high school and i was like oh boy i don't think it's for me yeah so speaking of man we've Obviously hung out a bunch through the years. Oh yeah, and uh, I never I I knew you did a little time with NASCAR, right? And then obviously you're doing the uh, Matt's transmission, but I know you you know had a history of working other places and for other people before right. that. So I've never got to pin you down and and talk <laughs> to you. You know the ladies yeah. are always like food's ready, and then you know you can't talk about nothing That's else. Right. So. I wanted to pin you down for a night, so I appreciate yeah. you coming in here. And yeah, man. Is, so I just so you're you're originally from Murfreesboro, right? No, so yeah, so see, I don't even know this. Stuff, I know, man. I've known I know. forever. <laughs> I am from Murfreesboro, but um, so where do you want to start? I was born in 1974. Oh, you, know, you didn't have to tell everybody that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so actually, here's how it all and. Um, when I start talking about my dad, I'll start getting emotional a little bit. Oh, we'll you're to, fine. We'll try to push through that. But anyways, um, so it, um, my dad was a, a a Lutheran minister, Lutheran pastor. Okay. And so him and my mom were, he had a, um, he was in a church in Louisiana, Sulphur, Louisiana. Wow. And I was born in 1974 in Sulphur, Louisiana, and I think we lived there for, or I was there for two and a half years. My sister was born in 70. Hope I get this right. Seventy-seven, I think is right. Yeah, you shouldn't have told her. Yeah, I know it's probably gonna be wrong, but I think it was seventy-seven, and we moved in seventy-seven to Murfreesboro. Okay. So that's when we came here in the late seventies. Dang, son! So you down here in the Louisiana Bayou, boy? So I don't remember like that. I remember a couple things. Like I remember, like I remember an alligator walking in our backyard. And I remember that close. And I remember um, mom had talked about dad going out there and throwing some, trying to catch. I think it was uh, maybe turtles or something, whatever, and alligators swimming towards you know. And so, wow. I never, I don't remember a lot of that. I remember one thing: that some guy, some kid had a golf cart, an electric, I uh, know, a gas-powered golf cart, and would ride. We lived in a dead end, and would ride. And I remember wanting like Sutton, my grandson. Mm-hmm. I was just like that. I wanted to ride that thing all day long. Yeah, that's all I remember about it. Yeah. Is that you know what I mean? So, anyways, it's funny how you, you. It's like you capture moments. That's right. Yeah. And I, yeah. I have the because I grew up on Jones Boulevard, <laughs> and I have these just picture moments. Right. Because um, I remember this. I'll let you get back to where you're no, going. You're fine. But no, you're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on Jones Boulevard, <laughs> back in the early '90s, a cop car drove by, and you know that was back then when kids were allowed to have play guns. That's right. Yeah. And I pointed my freaking little revolver at that sucker, man, and was 
mm, mm. and my brother freaked me out, man. Yeah. He was like, he was like, don't do that. The cops just shot somebody recently for uh, <laughs> pointing a, a toy gun at him, and I'll never forget that being out in the driveway. Probably in my underwear with my holsters right. on and just being terrified and running back inside. And that's my uh, that's memory great. from Jones Boulevard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's the thing is you do have memories like that. Yeah. And I remember us pulling up to the house that we're living in. Actually, we actually moved. Um, he got the call to come to um, Grace Lutheran Church, which is right there on Clark Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually moved to Blackman first and lived in a house. It, um, ben Smithson. Yeah. He he wound up living in the same house that I moved in. Oh. We didn't make that connection until about a year or so ago. I showed him a picture of that house, or I I think I put it on Facebook or something, and he he messaged me and said, "There's no way this is the same house." And we got to looking, and sure enough, it was. That's pretty cool. Man. Yeah. So we lived there for probably about four four to six months because my dad wanted to get something closer because that was all the way out in Blackman mm-hmm. when there was nothing out there at all. And we were, he was driving every day. And, of course, you know, it was back, there was nothing out there at all. And so he wanted to get something closer. And we found something where, where um, Grace Lutheran Church is at on Clark Boulevard, the next street over on Huntington Drive, where Colony House is and everything. Yeah. Huntington Drive was our house. We found the house there. I remember him pulling up the day. I still remember him pulling up, walking inside, and asked the guy about the house. Mm-hmm. So we lived there. Um, for, don't, don't you yeah. wish it still worked like that? Oh, dude. It yeah, it was a, it was just a for sale sign, you know. It wasn't realtors or anything like that. It is now, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Nothing like that. So, man, my dad he he talked to me about when we moved because he was we moved all over the place for a little while, but we always kind of ended up back here, right? And he said, "Man, when I he said we were living in uh, Brentwood for a little bit, and he goes, I just went around driving in the Middle Tennessee area." And he said, no, I just ended crazy? up in Murfreesboro. Isn't that and, crazy? And then he said, I, I ran into one of my old buddies from high school because um, uh, he just ran. He was out on a Sunday morning looking for a house. Right. And he ended up going, stopping in at Bel Air Baptist Church when it was over there on Greenland. Yep. And he ran into Brian Hamill, which is Evan's dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ran into him, and then Brian showed him around town, and then he drove back to Brentwood and was like, all right, we're going to move to Murfreesboro. Wow. Isn't that something? That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. So. It is crazy how all that stuff works out or how, how it happens, you know, especially yeah. back then. Well, mine was in the 70s. Yours was probably what? What year was that? Probably 95 <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I was already graduated by then. <laughs> so your dad was a preacher for. Yep. Yeah, for we... all the way up until he passed away in 99. Wow. He was in a car wreck in 99. And, um, and so that was, uh, see, so I was living, I still lived. My sister had gone off to college. My mom and dad got a divorce, I think, in, see, I graduated in 93. I think in 91, they, they split up. Mom just rented something in Murfreesboro, and then me and dad and Nicole, my sister, mm-hmm. lived on a Huntington Drive until my sister went to uh, college. Mm-hmm. And, um, heck, we lived there for, you know, it was just me and him for, heck, years. You know what I mean? And, and then in 99, man, he's going to the lake. I don't know if you've ever heard that story or not. He, um, we always had boat trouble. Every year, it was always boat trouble. Like you know, you go, you on a boat, you're gonna have trouble. So, mm-hmm. but I was the one for some reason in the family. He didn't have he didn't have any mechanical background at all. Um, nobody in my dad's side did, my mom's side. Nobody had any mechanical background at all. Really. And so when the boat broke down, 
I was the one trying to fix it. Of course, I had buddies. I had friends that were, you know, just like me or wanted to just tinker with stuff. And we would fool around and fix it and mm-hmm. go back out. Well, that morning he said, I'm going to take the boat. Hopefully everything works out. He took off that morning. And I was working for, uh, let's see, where was I working at that day? I was working at Phil's. Is that right? Yeah, Phil's Transmission. When he was over there off of uh, Burton Street. And um, he was coming. He went to the lake, got all the way up there, and put the boat in the water, and it wouldn't run. It wouldn't start. It started up, and he ran it. And just before he got to the no-wake zone, mm-hmm. and this is when Hidden Harbor was the old Hidden Harbor. And, um, and he had to have somebody pull him back in. And I met those people, but he had to pull him back in, loaded up on the trailer, and was headed home. And then that's when the 18-wheeler or the big truck hit him. And oh, he wow. killed instantly in that. So, Man, I never knew that. Yep. So, um, so anyway, that was 99. That started, uh, well, heck, everything really, I was, actually, I was already doing transmission work then. So, um, so did you just get into cars and working in an auto shop after high school? Or? No. So, man, you won't even believe this. This is, <laughs> this is something. Hit me. I, so, to kind of revert back, so I graduated in 93. So, in, in um, Oakland? I was, yeah, Oakland High School, Oakland. yeah. So, um, I worked... I forget my first job. Well, I had a paper out when I was 12 or 13 years old. And I think where was my first job at? But I don't know. I worked at Goodies. Nice. In the stock room back here in the back. Yeah, boy. It back was there. <laughs> that gum. Uh, it was, we, was, we were ahead of, uh, let's see, we put the, um, the, the, the little security tags on all the pieces of clothing. Okay. And um, we were at head of security you know what i mean back at the end you know and it was um it was it was just stock it was just stock room you know you're yeah. stocking stuff and so i worked there for probably i don't know six or eight months mm-hmm. maybe not even that long and then um i when i was a senior in high school i got um they had the uh, the co-op program where you could get out early yeah and i actually worked at co-op Really? Um, yeah, I was uh, at um, not the main plant, but right across the street at the garden center. Okay. <clears throat> and they hired me to do to help out the small engine, but they never did really need me in there. I would just stand around, so they put me on the skid steer. That's where I learned how to drive a skid steer. Okay. But it was the old bobcat kind. Like the kind I have? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. I mean, you might have drove that I, one. That's right. That sucker's like an 80s model, man. It is. <laughs> Identical to that, but um, I loaded mulch for I don't know how long. Yeah. I just kept loading mulch and mulling mulch. All, that's all I did. And um, I got caught popping wheelies on the Bobcat well, and doing donuts. <laughs> I mean... How old were you? Oh, man. Was I 16, 17 oh, years old? Yeah, you know dude. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. You give any 16-year-old anything with A piece power, of equipment? Anything, yeah. man. You give them a scooter, they're going to do a donut, dude. That's yeah. over. Yeah. So they got me off of that, and I hung around there for a little bit. I helped around doing this and that, but um, school was coming over, you know, and so um, I actually quit and um, or got fired, one of the two. <laughs> it, was, it was right there when school was over, so I really didn't care, but again, you know. <clears throat> and I started working at the bowling alley. Okay, on the strike and spare? Uh, well, it was the only one in Murfreesboro, I think. Is that right? Was it the only one? Uh, right there. Um, oh, my gosh. Broad Street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah strike yeah, and yeah, spare. Yeah, the original. Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't called strike and spare then. I'm not sure it was called. But, but uh, the Patricks. The Patricks owned it. Jimmy Patrick yeah, and his yeah. family. Well, his dad and them owned it. That's where I met Jimmy Patrick at. I love that place. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Now. I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. But I worked back in the back. Um, Jeff Scantlin, he, um, 
he actually uh, raced, um, and I didn't know that at the time, he raced some street modified cars and stuff, whatever. But he was over the back and mm-hmm. taught me how to work on those machines and what to do. And, man, it was main of – I mean, I worked up there till probably 11, 12 o'clock at night and just, you yeah. know, until they closed and then – came back that it was just a it was just a part-time job it wasn't a full-time job and so I knew I needed something more and so when I finally graduated in 93 back in those days on the weekends we would just hang out you know we would go to a, it was actually the funny part about it is the cleaner the cleaners as we call it it was heritage cleaners I think right across the street we hung out in that parking lot a lot yeah and um, a friend of mine Howie Harrison it's um, he was working for um, Alan Carter doing transmission work and he said hey we need some help it was just him and Alan's out there is all it was and uh, I was like ooh that sounds like you know it's working on cars that's what I like to do mm-hmm. so I went out there and talked to him and I said man I don't need a full time job right now I just need a part time just something in the morning till about 1 or 2 o'clock in the day and that's when I started in 93 doing that it was just a part time job then I would go work at the bowling alley at night just over and over and over through the week mm-hmm. and the weekends I'd work at the bowling alley mm-hmm. you know at nighttime when they when I was scheduled so yeah but that's where it all started is in 93 that's what changed where from I was going from somebody I didn't know what I wanted to do mm-hmm. to all of a sudden now I've got this little profession I didn't know it at the time but I look back on it and that was when it all started is in 93 out yeah. there at that shop on factory road yeah yeah out on out way out here I mean it's three miles from nowhere I never knew it was there mm-hmm and um and then both both of them taught me a bunch about how to do the right thing what to do and they taught me a bunch of other stuff too you know and then Mm -hmm. that's of course the racing stuff all started there too that's where alan was big um at the nashville super speedway back then um he had won a championship and uh in 93 i think it was 93 when he won it because i came in november of 93 and um, he had just won the championship down there in 93. Now, was NASCAR running there, or was it just local? I don't know if it was NASCAR, NASCAR sanctioned then, because at one time, it was NASCAR sanctioned, and I think it was after that. It was after, like, 95 or 96. I could be wrong about that, but um, it mm-hmm. became NASCAR sanctioned, and you had to have a NASCAR license in. Oh. And um, I think that might have been when they brought the, the trucks is when they were NASCAR sanctioned, but I'm not 100% sure about that. But, um, but anyways... I worked there from 93 until, gosh, let's see, dad died in 99. And um, I had actually quit and left it and got the job at Phil's Transmission, I think, in 90, 98, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe 98. And um, and worked at, at the one on, on Burton. And so I was always doing transmission work, but I worked at Field. I started working there in 90, had to be 98 because Daddy passed away and I was working. I was working then. Then when he passed away, I mean, the next month I quit and went back to Allen's. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I have no clue. Hmm. So you were just, you started off uh, just doing basic stuff, helping out? or Like on the race car stuff? No, in the oh transmission shop. Transmission shop. First thing, all I did was wash parts. Okay. He said he would tear. They would take them out. Yeah, I would watch and help and do a couple things here and there. But the main thing is when they came over on the bench, Alan would tear it apart, put it in the parts washer, and I just would wash parts. Mm-hmm. That's all he wanted me to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, you come doing that for so long, 
And you might be like me. I learn from it's exactly if I, right. If I'm around something for long enough, right, I'll learn how to do it. Oh yeah, because exactly. I watch and pay attention. I pick up on what people say. That's right. And plus, you're sitting there washing parts, so you know every part. Well, eventually as he's taking them, yeah, he's taking them apart, and I'm standing right next to him. Yeah, he's taking them apart, and I'm watching him. He hands me a part, and I wash it real quick, and I'm done. Now I can watch him do other stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I was paying attention. Trying to, like I say, I was young though. Still, you know, I still had, yeah. you know, we. You sponge yeah. though when you're young like that. Oh yeah, yeah. So that, um, but man, there was a bunch of fun times out there. It was different. I mean, it's like when you're young, you know, it's always different when you're young, and now it's just mm-hmm. different. So, um, but um, when Dad passed away in '99, I went back out there to Allen's, and um, that's when it started getting the racing stuff started getting a little serious because I'd been helping Allen at just local stuff, and that's when we raced every weekend. We would race one weekend, come back Sunday or Saturday night. We'd go out there Sunday, work on the car mm-hmm. all from Sunday all the way to probably Thursday or Friday, I think it was, then loaded everything up and racing again. I mean, it was just a constant week. Every, I mean, I was doing nothing. Yeah. And so, um, so I, I say were, nothing. But. You were working in the transmission shop, and then after hours, y'all were probably working on yeah. the race car yep. at night and yep. stuff. Yeah. And that's where I learned a lot about race cars. I bet. A lot. Um, not everything, but I learned a lot about, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. I'm working on a race car. You know what I mean? And so Absolutely. it was pretty neat. And you meet a lot of people. I met a lot of local people, met a lot of, um, Alan's family and a lot of his cousins and, um, they all raced, you know? And, um, so it was, it was just what I was into then, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so it was every day and you can ask Rachel, my wife, she, um, her, her grandma lived right down the road and her dad lived right down the road. I didn't even know it at the time, mm-hmm. but. I started dating Rachel. Gosh, this guy. See, Brittany was born in '94, so I think I started dating her in '94, '95, mm-hmm. and I uh, met her at the bowling alley. Nice. Her mom and dad, her mom and stepdad, were bowling, and um, I knew them from some friends that were bowling with them, uh, Wanda and James Allen Barrett, and um, I said, "Who's that girl?" <laughs> You know, and she um, she had Brittany with her. Brittany was like a year old, maybe. I don't even know if she was that old. Mm-hmm. And um, we started talking. And, um, and then she might say that she met us. We met out in town riding around sometime, but I think it was the bowling alley. Yeah. So, but anyways, her grandma lived right down the road. And so it was really easy for me to go down there, either pick up Brittany or I'd grab them, and we would go back to the race shop and work on, you know, or she'd go do stuff like that. But Yeah, that's cool. That's where a lot of that stuff started. <clears throat> nice, man. Yeah. So, did you end up back it? So, from there, did you start going into NASCAR? So, Is that yeah. So, that when happened? Dad died in 99, I was working for Phil at Burton Street. Okay. And um, I so, quit like a month after that. Okay. Yeah. And I went back to Allen because yeah. it was just, it just felt, um, I was, of course, I was by myself because it was just me and him living at the house. And so, now, all of a sudden, I'm living at this 2400 square foot house by myself mm-hmm. my sister's still in college mm-hmm. my mom's she's she had already gotten a house in um uh, nashville at the time and so it was just me and mm-hmm. so i'm like well let me tell you it's bad when <laughs> you got that much of a house and you're single mm-hmm. and what was that 25 26 something like that oh yeah it was it was a lot of a lot of late nights oh and, i know what i've been yeah. doing yeah yeah <laughs> Been a local watering hole. That's exactly right. Yeah, I was we in had charge. A, yeah, my neighbors. Uh, I had a good had a good neighbor. He was uh, Paul Cantrell. He was um, he was a dean of students at MTSU uh, years ago, of course. 
And, um, boy, there's a lot of late calls of him calling me. Or, hey, boy. You know, and just <laughs> – he finally – actually, after Dad passed away, he had a bunch of – he had a bunch of land. His family had a bunch of land up in um, Smithville, DeKalb County. Mm. And uh, he worked me like a dog every weekend because he, he saw what I was doing, you know, get, not doing things right, getting in trouble, not with a – police or anything like that at all but just you know not doing stuff right yeah and uh he said hey i need your help tomorrow we're going to cut some trees and i mean he worked me like a dog saturday and sunday that's a that's a job that you yeah. can get worked like a dog in and i all he was doing was cutting limbs and they landed i had to pick them up and yeah. drag them you know what i mean and so we did that for a whole year year and a half and then he's he took me we always went hunting, <clears throat> like bird hunting or rabbit hunting, me and Dad did, mm-hmm. but not a lot. We never did do a lot. Like you were talking with Gary, I think it was, how you only could carry a gun with no bullets. Yeah. That's how I started out, a little twenty-two single, little twenty-two single. Uh, bolt action. Single bolt. I wasn't even a bolt action. It was just one of them, just a single shot. Oh, yeah, you just put yeah, pop, just one, pop in one in there. Yeah, but he didn't give me a bullet, but I was walking with twenty-two. We're supposed to be hunting rabbits, mm-hmm. but I wasn't going to shoot nothing. You know what I mean? No. So that's some of the hunting that we, like – uh, my first hunt was, um, heck, I didn't even wear camouflage, you know, and um, didn't even know much about it then. But when Dad died, I started, of course, my buddies, we were hunted a little bit, and my uncle hunted some. And so we, uh, he he would take me in the wintertime. We'd go up to DeKalb County and just every weekend, once or twice a week on the weekends, early in the morning. It was fun. He he actually, uh, it was good for him to have him in my life at that time. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, man, that's that's a. Uh, everybody's got those stories of when you were young and hunting. I, for some reason, those seem like they always implant on people. Oh stuff yeah, stuff like that. People that take you out. Yeah. When you're young and do stuff like that. Yeah. That's that's good, man. Had some good stories too. You know, just good times. You yeah. Know, and just some good memories and stuff made. Every yeah, it happens every time. You know, yeah. Hunting, so speaking of camo, man, I <laughs> I've been getting into not even really. I don't even really deer hunt with camo anymore. And I say that I got to be careful. You know, my father-in-law is, <laughs> so, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. Man, as long as you're in neutral colors, you, you got to wear orange. I'm like right. hell. Yeah, you, I know. I'm wearing neon orange. Like I'm going to a rave here. I know. What, are right. we, what, what's the camo doing? At this you point? know, I've, I've never understood that. I mean, I, I understand both sides, the <laughs> camouflage and the bright orange. But I'm like. Wait a minute. But they said, well, the deer can't see you. I said, well, why am I wearing a camo? They can't yeah, see me. You know what I'm saying? They ain't going to see me anyway. And Je- Jeffro got me into luxury hunting. We're in these little... <laughs> hotels. Shoot, shoot, yeah, little <laughs> ho- hotels with heaters and you yeah. know, computer chairs in there. <laughs> Good place to take a nap is what it is. But. I've, I've, uh, I had uh, one... I had ladder stands is all I had, and I actually made... I made it comfortable, but it was just an open ladder stand and um, had three of them set in different places. But I made a spot. Once I got up there, you put the bar in front of you. And I made some sidebars because I've caught myself snoozing a couple times, and oh, it kind of yeah. scared me up there with a the gun, you know. So mm-hmm. I made a place where I hang my gun and then had some side rails to kind of keep me up there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Have you taken Colton hunting? No. Need no. To get him out to, to... He, you know, I'm big on, uh, which he, um. I want him to show interest in it, you know, because, um, and, and I know, um, I, he, he shot a couple guns and, uh, and enjoyed it a little bit, but, and he said he wanted to go a couple times, mm-hmm. but he never really, um, came through and, you know, it's a, but I need to take him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he didn't want to, that's the thing about man, the generation, he, it drives me crazy. Yeah. Oh, it drives me crazy. Dude, I couldn't, 
I was chomping at the Me bit, too. boy. Yeah. I'd never forget when I was little. I I was growing up over there on Marymont Avenue off yeah. of Sulphur Springs. Yeah. And boy, I was back there with my BB gun, man, <laughs> and I freaking lined up a red robin in the sights. And, yep. and that sucker fell, and I couldn't believe it. I went up to it, and it was still flopping around. I was just mortified, man. I didn't exactly know what right. I'd just done. My That's mom right. loves birds. Yeah. So oh, I never no. told her, you know, and I was yeah. just – But after that, I was like, man, that was kind of cool, man. <laughs> I was trying to shoot everything after that. But. Oh, gosh. Yeah, at the um, – uh, yeah, he – so he, anyways, he got me into into doing a lot of that. Then, let's see, Colton was born – see, well, I don't want to move too fast. But um, so I'll get back on that um, – Day died in 99, and so I went back out to Allen's. And not long after I went back out to Allen's, still went racing with him. And he, I forget who it was. I know what it was. He, he was driving for a guy, um, J.R. Wiest. And J.R. came up to me and said, hey, did you hear about Sadler Brothers? I didn't even know there was a team in Nashville. Didn't even know it. He said, Sadler Brothers is looking for some crew members. Uh, they want some tire changers. And, uh. Is they, that what you were doing for Allen? No, well, I mean, at, at the local tracks, you know, you're doing everything. I yeah. mean, it just it doesn't, you know, we didn't do a lot of pit stops there at all. There mm-hmm. were some pit stops that we would do, but not a lot. Those tires were heavy. Those old good yeah. gears, but um, just did whatever. Yeah, the yeah. local stuff. You didn't run that many laps. You they know, need to, you to fight somebody. You had to do that too. Just <laughs> I whatever. Didn't, I wasn't much. Of, well, <laughs> if kidding. you talked to a lot of them, they, they I did run my mouth a lot, and I was that was just me being young, you know. But I was not a fighter. <laughs> I'm uh, just kidding. If they would ever. You they know, would have found you, out real quick I was not a fighter. <laughs> when you go to these local tracks, man. It's rough, yeah. There's always there's always some sort of boxing match. There is. Uh, dirt tracks are good about that, too. They're, well, I mean, hell, yeah. you're driving the car or high-powered, you know, <laughs> horsepower around a dirt track. People are going to start bumping and rubbing. Oh, it, there's so much stuff goes on there. It's um, yeah. it's it's interesting. But um, but anyways, I, I thought I kind of perked my ears up when I heard that, that they were, I was like, heck, I'll go try it. So I went down there, and there was a guy, um, Sadler Brothers, so they have a, a trucking company, Sadler Trucking. They deliver the U.S. mail. Uh, Earl Earl Sadler was a, the, old guy, the guy that owned it. Mm-hmm. And um, I went and tried out, and sure enough, he called me back and said, man, he said, sounds good. He said, all I need you is for the weekends. I really don't need any help in the shop. And I'm like, oh, that's sweet because I've got a job already. I'm you know, I'm doing transmission work, you know. And so mm-hmm. he's like, what we'll do, he said, is um, – you might have to take off on a Friday, you know, and go to wherever wherever we're racing at. Now they didn't race a full schedule; they raced the ARCA race. It was ARCA back then, still is ARCA now, but I mean that's when they raced, and um, they would pick out certain races that they would go to, and it wasn't going to be far away. It was going to be Atlanta. You're going to go to Charlotte, maybe. You're going to go to, um, you know, just local track Memphis and stuff like that. And so I was like, man, that sounds great. He said, mm-hmm. if we can't, if you can't drive there. He said, you know, we'll go to Daytona. He said, we'll fly you there. And I'm oh. like, are you freaking kidding me? I do, and when I was that age and I thought, and I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I made the big time, dude. I'm oh. like, I'm going to be on TV. And, I'm, you know, but then I come to find out is, you know, ARCA's not a cup or a, or a Bush Series. I still call it Xfinity Series or anything like that. But there's yeah. a lot of people that race it back oh, then. Yeah, you can tell how cheap we are. Somebody talks yeah. about a free plane ride. We're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Call yeah. me Motley Crew, well, boy. I'm I mean, done. <laughs> they're, they're paying me to, they're going to 
pay pay the plane ticket, they're going to pay me a per diem, you know, which wasn't much, but it would cover mm-hmm. your food. But they were also had food there. Oh, and yeah. And you're going to a racetrack? You're going to Daytona? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so all day. So I was I was like, oh, dude, I was you couldn't knock the head off my shoulders. It was mm-hmm. so big. And so, um, so anyways, I was excited about that. So I did that. And uh, we had some, I forget, my first race was at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And I was going to change the front tires. And this was back before they had suits, helmets, or anything like that. I jumped out there with jeans, tennis shoes, and a T-shirt with a radio on my head. Nice. And I was tore off two pieces. I hit, I think I hit 20 lugs. And there's only five there to hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, But I did okay because I didn't slow anything down. But um, I forget who actually drove that car then. But mm-hmm. then... Um, um, that went on for shoot, I don't know how many years. Um, I have to remember how long that was. But anyways, we had we had a couple good couple good uh, runs. We had uh, David Keith come. He was Jeremy Mayfield's brother-in-law. And there was a lot of things that changed at Sadler. There was um, a couple of different crew chiefs and stuff, whatever. But um, David Keith started driving for us. And when he started driving, he brought in a bunch of forward backing from Jeremy Mayfield. Okay. And we went down to Daytona, and let me tell you, so you think you – and now you see all these big teams. We had a nice hauler. That's about all we had It's a nice hauler. We had some nice stuff. But nowadays, you know, these teams are dressed to the nines. They've got computers and laptops and stuff, and there was, you know, computers everywhere. Back then, there was just template and a no-go gauge is all it was. Mm. And um, I, we went to Daytona, and you, you're there for a whole week. That and there was Bondo. The, the like the days before leading up to that, I would go down there at nighttime at the shop and get the car, help get the car ready and stuff, whatever. With me and Joey Jones, and that car was ready. We went down there and we got down there and it didn't fit the templates right. There was something we had we had tried a lot of things that it mm-hmm. didn't fit right, especially on the deck lid. And we spent the whole week down there trying to get that car to pass tech. And the last night, I think the crew chief that we had at the time took the deck lid off. These are some of the stories that you'll never, you know, took the deck lid off, took it back to the hotel room, grabbed a can of Bondo and a sander, like a hand sander, a file and stuff, and worked on that thing all night long. Him and another guy did. And the next morning, we walk into his room, and he's like, he's about tired, and he's got the deck lid, and it looks like a butt crack, you know, almost to where he's sanded it down where that template will fit. <laughs> And uh, he's like, I got it. I got it. And we went there and it passed. Nice. We wound up winning. No way. Winning down there with David Keith at Daytona. And uh, that was, I thought, you know, that was it. And um, we actually went to Talladega that year and won at Talladega. Okay. Two big wins. Two big, two big in, in, Arca, in, our, in the Arca series. And mm-hmm. so that was, um, and the, the coolest thing about that was that same year, I think, is when um, Ryan Newman came into ARCA and was running, and he was one we were competing with. Oh, wow. But now he had he had at least one or two engineers on an ARCA team, and I'm like, oh, they're big time. Mm-hmm. You know, they – they, and he had he had, you know, had an engineering degree with him, I think, when he came. So he was a – yeah, I could, you could already tell he was a good driver and stuff. So – but anyways, that, um, that was my two highlights was Daytona and Talladega, so we won there. But we traveled all over the place. We had Steb and Marlin drive the car. That was pretty cool because mm-hmm. – Sterling. Yeah, Sterling Marlin. Yeah, so he had Coors Light in the mm-hmm. Cup Series. Well, the off-brand of that is um, 
Oh, gosh. A Keystone Light. Heck, yeah. I drank that in college. Oh. So when we had him, the sponsor was Keystone. Mm. We would have beer. That was the worst thing to do. It was the worst thing because (laughs) there was cases. And, I mean, there was nights where it was just... It was, that was the fun time, you know. It wasn't real serious at all. I mean, it was serious. We were trying to be serious, but we didn't have good showings at all. And um, but it was the worst thing. But it was we got to go to Colorado. We got to tour facilities. We got to do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Got to fly on Ster- uh, Sterling's plane, That's you know, cool, and it was pretty cool. So were those races televised? Yeah, yeah, they were. the The big races were um, back then. You know, Daytona and Talladega were televised, mm-hmm. and you can actually search it on. Uh, I googled it not too long ago on uh, YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like and, to watch one. Of, man, if I could find those the Talladega and the Daytona victory. Oh yeah, of your boy, that'd be sweet to watch. They're um, they're out, they're out there. I had glasses back then. I had little round glasses. It was it looked. I've you seen know, the pictures. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. You look great, man. It was great, but we uh, it was a uh, it was good times. We had a it was it was all good times. But right after that, um, that's when it kind of um, to be honest with you, as in, in two thousand two thousand one, I think it was. Phil and I, I had quit. Oh, by the way, so I had quit working on transmissions for about six months, mm-hmm. and did and did racing the whole time. Let me get that for you, Bill. Oh, okay. <laughs> you need one? No, I'm good. I'm talking too much. No, you're not, dude. <laughs> this is awesome. I didn't, I didn't know any of this. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. In 2001, I got a phone call from Phil. That dude, that was a. Before you go, that was a big time in in NASCAR and racing yes. and all that. I mean, that's yeah. the Earnhardt death and right. Exactly. Earnhardt Jr. was going nuts, yep. and uh, I mean, I feel like at that point in time, racing was like thriving. Yeah, like it, it was, was big. It was uh, big time. Big time. There was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of money, and in the, in the, and it was always coming out with new stuff. You can almost say it was almost peaking. Right yeah, there, I man. think it was. I think you, we could ask Jeffro. You know, Jeffro mm-hmm. would tell us, but. Um, I think that was some of the good times. I mean, there was a lot of – I like some of the older stuff. I could, I could go back and watch the 70s and 80s races. Mm-hmm. But for me to be around that time in the in the late 90s, early 2000s, and some of the people you got – because you got to – we got to go to some of the tracks that the cup drivers were there. So you got to meet, especially with, with Stedman and Sterling. Mm-hmm. We were kind of hanging out with them, you know, after hours and stuff, whatever. So you got to meet a lot of the drivers, a lot of the crew members and stuff like that, you know, and – Kerry Earnhardt, dude, top-notch guy. I mean, really? he would come down to our pits because he was running ARCA, too. Got to talk to him, dude. He was awesome to talk to. Kalen and Penny have met him yeah. um, when they did a tour, and they that's kind of what they said. They just said he was, like, a really nice guy. Yeah, just down to earth, really yeah. got that. And a lot of the guy, a lot of the crew guys, they would – I mean, when they we got a break and we were done, they would run. I mean, literally run to the cup garage to get autographs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was never one of those guys because I felt like I was always bothering them. So I just sat back. I actually just stayed back. And the thing about it is they would take off and go try to find all these people. Mm-hmm. Well, all these people, Kenny Schrader, um, Kerry, and a couple other just uh, big names. They were running Xfinity and stuff, whatever, all the um, good, the greens. Um, mm-hmm. They would all come over and talk to us because we were a Nashville-based team. Yeah. And they would know some people, you know, so we just sit there and talk to them. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. that is cool, man. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm with you. I've never I've never ran anybody down to yeah. get them to put their yeah, name yeah. on a piece of paper. I don't no. really care about that. No, I don't either. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. 
I'm like, I don't think you're, I mean, you're cool, but you're not any really right. any special yeah, anybody yeah, else. Yeah. But you learn a lot of that too. Man, man just, that's a good era to be in, man. Yeah. That, that, uh, that's cool. You got to be in that, yeah. be involved in that era. Yes. Yeah. What was your, what was your favorite track that you went to? Oh man. Um, you know, we had a good time at Daytona and Talladega because we won. Yeah. And there's a lot of things to do outside of racing there. And so I had a lot of fun going and doing other things, you mm-hmm. know. So, but as far as favorite racetrack, I like Bristol. Yeah. Bristol was fun. Um, yeah. I just, and I don't like going there like right now. Like there's no other track I'm going to go to except for Bristol and Martinsville. And I've never been to Martinsville yet. I neither. I mean, we've talked about it. We can we need all to, go, we need to man. go. She would, I mean. Oh, I know, Caleb. You don't have to talk me into I know. it. And you definitely don't have to talk her into it. I know, so. I know. And, well, my, you know, my wife, she's willing to go down and drop a hat. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll make I think that it would happen. be, it needs, we need to go because um, it's just, I think it's good fun. I've had a bunch of friends go, and they just say, hey, man, it's a, it's a long drive, but it's perfect to go. But Well, I want to watch the race. Yeah, I don't, right. I mean, I, I, you know, I haven't been to Talladega or Daytona. I'd like to, but. And, you know, I think that's just more of maybe going for the weekend, tailgating and the experience right. and getting, yeah. to, you know, <clears throat> watching the cars come by real fast like yep. that is awesome. It is. But, I mean, you can go to Bristol and, like, it's like you're sitting it's right in the there. stand. You can watch the whole race. Yeah. You can see every part of it. And that's – I've been three, four times to Bristol. and yeah. So, I yeah, Martinsville would be an, another check off the list. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, as far as favorite, just like I say, I had fun at Daytona and Talladega, but the biggest thing about it all is I learned a ton of stuff about, and back then, even if somebody's listening, you know, the back then was the big springs. We'd run big springs and shocks. The coilover stuff has really not gotten into mm-hmm. what it was there. It just wasn't. A lot of people didn't use it, and big springs is like your just conventional spring and a shock, mm-hmm. and so... I learned about all the geometry on that stuff, how to set the front ends up, how to set the rear ends up, yeah. how to do this and that, and cheat it up here or there, you know, and bump steer. I've learned I learned everything down there at Sadler because I had um, one good guy. Well, I actually had several guys down there teach me, just had the patience and time to teach me. And mm-hmm. so I was kind of the car chief for the one guy and had a great time. But um, that was where I, I had fun working on stuff, and I still do today. Yeah. That's just – the going to the racetrack was fun, but I had fun trying to figure out why this was doing this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, and I still do today. Yeah, I mean, you still help your buddy Killer out. Yeah, is well, he racing anymore? We've slowed down. Like I say, I haven't. Um, me and Killer are really, really good friends, and um, they're uh, you know he stopped racing in Nashville, and he wanted to go to Highland Rim. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of Highland Rim, boys. You ever been there? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> One too many times. Oh, probably at least twelve times. I've oh, been there. Colton said it's the king of Kittrell over there. Is what that he says. Boy, yeah. you ain't lying. That's that's where I was talking about. You're you're always guaranteed to see a boxing match. Exactly. That's def, that's a definite there. But that place right there, man, is uh, UFC and uh, racing and yeah. Yeah, Kings of Country combined, boy. I, that, yeah, I mean it's it's a cool little track. <clears throat> it is. It is. I raced go karts on it. Uh, go karts. I, I actually won there one time on go karts and um, had yeah. a, had a good time with um, Keith Moppin and them doing that. But um, yeah, um, but yeah, Killer. He's a uh, he he um, 
and it's not really the the track; it's the distance and the time. Yeah, it is almost in Kentucky. And yeah, 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 yeah. And so, uh, but he loves it. That's where they raced that too. And so, I haven't been helping him. He he's he's he raced there I think twice and um, tore the back of the car up once. I think had to take it fixed, and I think it's ready to be raced now. But I'm not sure. I haven't talked to him much. So, yeah. Well, but um, but I, when he raced at Nashville, yeah, we had a, this last probably what three to five years or something. Whatever I've been helping him, and man, I. Dude, that's some of the nice. He's he has the nicest family, mm-hmm. and I just love. I hung out with him. You know, we was like, we was hip to hip together a lot doing stuff. I would help mm-hmm. him in his business. He'd help me, and um, and I had a good time because it was fun, just going down there. Even mm-hmm. though we had some bad times as far as couldn't get the car to handle, because it's now when you go down there, and that's what's kind of got me out of out of local racing is, if you have a team down there, you're going to have two or three engineers. Or you've yeah. got a full time crew working on that thing every day. We don't have we can't we don't have that time to do that. Yeah, you are know working. I mean? Yeah, we're working. We're doing you know trying to get our stuff going. And so, and in and that newer geometry and the newer stuff they've got out now, you you've got to have pull down machines. You've got to have dynos. You've got to have all kinds of shock stuff. You know, yeah. a shock guy. So it's um it's a lot, and so um it was just it's hard it's hard to do it and it's frustrating when you think you're like oh we found something and you go down there and it's still the same way and you're like mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah and the money you have to spend now is and that's why Killer he was just like he's like I can't do it no more mm-hmm. you know he said Nashville is expensive to run and it is it is and that's and that's one reason why he he wanted to go somewhere else yeah well man I mean it's fun you know I don't. I don't know. For, for some people, it might be more than a hobby, but yeah, you know, it's, oh, it's a lifestyle for some people. Yeah, it you is. Know what I mean? It is, and that's cool. I mean, man, you know, he's got a successful uh, towing business. Oh yeah, and all that. And he's one of them guys. He's one of them like I don't know how long he's been around Murfreesboro, but to me, he seems Forever. like one of them original Murfreesboro guys. If you own a tow truck business in Murfreesboro, you've probably lived here your whole life. That's exactly. If Let me you're tell down you there on Tow Row, whatever. If you want to know is. any kind of history on Murfreesboro, mm-hmm. he will know it. I guarantee it, or he knows something about mm-hmm. it. He has always impressed me about that. Mm-hmm. And um, but him personally, you think you know? We're calling him Killer. His name's Mike Pruitt. Yeah, sorry. you know what I mean. And so, well, I mean, but That's still, just what you always call but him. we've always called him Killer. And yeah. somebody says at first, somebody was calling him Mike, and I'm like, who is Mike? <laughs> it's Killer, you know. And so, but um, he. Um, he seems like if you would look at him when you're walking up to him, you're like, "Who? Mm-hmm. This dude is, you know, he's mm-hmm. a little scary." Yeah. Well, you talking about tenderhearted? Just a good dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> nicest dude in the world. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially yep. man, I, I mean, you know, I worked in the um, adoption, uh, mm. you know, foster care. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. Stuff for a little while. Yep. And their family's been. Pretty involved with that, and they've adopted uh, several kids, right? Uh, well, yeah. So Micah, Micah, and, yep, from China there, and then of course Madly is theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Amanda's, and then Cavante mm-hmm. is their new. They just adopted him. Let's see, just in September, I think it was first September. Yeah, it was recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so that went. Now they finally got. Man, that was a four-year. I mean, I can't believe the state of Tennessee drug that out that long. It's hard, man. That's what they do. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why they do that when they got a good family in front of them. Oh, I know. Just let them go, man. 
sign they, a paper. And it, it, even at four years, they were still looking into, you know, we might just send it back. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Mm-hmm. I mean, he always calls the mom and daddy. What are mm-hmm. you going to do to him you know, yeah. if you do that? You know? Yeah, so. that man, so I always, uh, just in general, off the bat, hold a certain amount of respect for people that right. are, are willing to do oh, that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because that's hard. Oh, yeah, I couldn't do it. That's hard. Because the, the thought of... Hell, I couldn't even work in the industry. It was that's crazy. The thought of them... And it wasn't adoption. It, it was a foster home at first, mm-hmm. you know. The mm-hmm. thought of getting close to a child like that and them coming in and just like, shoop, yeah. right, he's gone. I can't do it. Yeah. I just I said I couldn't It'd do it. It'd tear me up. I, oh, can't, yeah. I, can't even, I can't even bring a cat home and not keep it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I come across a stray cat, I'd take it home. But. <laughs> oh, man. But that's cool, man. That's yeah. uh yeah, before I let you go out of the NASCAR stuff though, I gotta you gotta tell your infield story. Oh no. The, <laughs> Come on. At Kentucky? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was uh <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good. So um so it was me me and two other guys. I won't name their name. I mean it doesn't matter now, it's been so long ago. It was me, Joey, and Todd. We had a sponsor, a Sundrop sponsor, a local Nashville Sundrop sponsor. And he had brought, this is in Kentucky Speedway, and he had brought his camper down there. And, of course, after we got done, I think it was, we qualified that day. And um, we, uh, he said, hey, y'all come by the camper when y'all are done. You know, well, just us three. We had the shop truck. Mm-hmm. It was a long wheelbase Chevrolet truck. Yeah. Two-wheel drive. Oh, yeah. Get stuck just in wet grass, white. boy. Just white, <laughs> you know. And so we we pile in it. We go down. We drive down there to his um, thing, and we're sitting there just having a couple beers, you know, talking about this and how the day went. And just we stayed there till I don't know how long, I don't know what time it was in the morning, probably 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. Had to race the next day. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we've had some uh, liquid courage in us, and uh, we're fixing it. Hey, we got to get back to the hotel room because we got to get up in the morning. We got to get on the team bus to come here mm-hmm. and so uh so he's as soon as we're pulling out he says y'all won't pull out it was turn three and four it was grass then because it's not grass anymore he said i bet y'all won't pull out there and do donuts in that grass <laughs> i was sitting in the middle so i can say i was not driving i can't remember if it was joey or todd we got out there dude and we did some of the best donuts first you come in you know you're coming in fast you got to come in fast and do the spin try to get the truck all the way around we did that a couple times we're <laughs> done i mean we are wearing it out not knowing that they have a this is when we run the bush series yeah not knowing there's a bush race televised bush race yeah ne- next day and you're then screwing a, up the grass and then a cup race <laughs> sunday yeah, and so we, we didn't know. We were like, yeah, we're all there. He's hollering at us, telling us to keep going. You know, heck, it's our sponsor. You know, we're, you were having fun. And so, dude, we come out, and we're like, whew, that was fun. And then it was a tunnel to go out of Kentucky. And so when you're com- we're coming up on that tunnel, and all of a sudden we're seeing blue lights. I mean, a lot. The whole tunnel is just lit up with blue lights. And I'm like, there's a bad wreck somewhere. You know what I mean? There's, and we pull up, and we see them, and now they're standing in front of the tunnel. There's a guy stand, had, had walked and told us to stop, and I can hear his radio. And the guy, that, I don't know if it was the guy that owned the track or what it was, but he's on that radio, and he is wearing us out. You tell them, blah, 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 blah and this and that stuff. They took our hard cards away from us that night. Oh, no. Said, y'all aren't coming back. Y'all are suspended. Go back home. You know, they. I'm, I'm, I guess they couldn't arrest. I don't know what. The, I, I blacked out because, I, number one, I was drinking a lot, so I don't remember a lot of it. But, <laughs> um, we got back to the hotel room, and the worst part about it is, you know, when you mess up and you got to go tell your mom and dad, or you got to go, you know, at school yeah. and you got to tell your mom and dad, that's exactly what I felt like. I had to go tell Ronnie, 
who was the team manager, I had to wake him up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. We all three did. Knock on his hotel room and say, hey, we got in trouble. And I'm the – Joey's the tire carrier for me. I'm the rear tire changer, and Todd's the front tire changer. Oh, no. We can't come back tomorrow, and we got to race tomorrow. Oh, it was – I don't think we slept that night much at all, you know. And luckily, he got on the phone that morning. Mr. Earl called Mr. Earl, told him what happened. And Mr. Earl probably, I don't know what he had to pay. If yeah. he did, I have no clue. But got us got back in. Got us back, got our hard cards back. Ooh. And we raced that day. But, yeah, that was one. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is how it ends right here, boys. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, there was like. But you can't, man. You, I mean, you probably put the grounds crew through hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could see it. No, you could see it on TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could see it, definitely. I would get I mean, it. you couldn't. I mean, what are they going to do? You know, they put side down or something, whatever. They're, I don't know. I don't know. But you could definitely see. You know, you're not going to put side down and not see it. So Every time I see a celebration where they whip donuts in the grass, I always think about you. Mm. Oh Jeez, that's done it in a Chevrolet truck, not a NASCAR, a, but just a passenger. Just a passenger. <laughs> yeah, but I was sure egging on. I was like, yeah, that's so funny. We had a good man. time. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of good times like that. Like yeah. I say, you, you just that's the thing about it is, is everybody says, man, you don't do nothing now. You kind of laid back. I was like, man, I've already done all that. I've stuff, already man. burned my candle. Yeah, hot. I'm good. I'm. Yeah, I'll yeah. watch you. I'll watch you though. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll watch PJ do a burnout on that's his lift. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh you know that's a that's a good good uh, uh example of that i, I yeah. love it I oh love that it. night was pretty good that's good job pj yeah i love it man uh so so basically the pit crew stuff i guess came to some kind of end yeah. and yeah so it was uh pocono we we actually went to pocono and uh I forget. There was um, a guy come from Sterling's team, and uh, I didn't like something. I didn't like the changes or something, whatever. And, you know, I was mm. young. And he said, well, when we get back, he said, you don't got a job. And I was mm. like, okay. The thing about it is, the funny part about it is, is I was already talking to Phil, mm. you know, and, and he already said, hey, I built a shop. I really need you to come back. And uh, I'm like, man, I've already got a job. I don't care, mm-hmm. you know. And so – um, I wound up quitting before he could fire me. Yeah. And because um, I went to Mr. Earl and told him, I said, hey, I'm done. I'm not going to do it anymore. And so, um, man, I had fun, you know. And so it was a good time. But I actually, so I went back to work for Phil when he built that. The building that I'm in now, it was brand new. I think they were there for maybe a couple of months. And um, I started working there. And that's when I really focused in on transmission work. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's only because that's what I've, you know, I'd done it for probably 15 years in. And um, I had still had all my tools, you know, and I did some side work. You know, I was doing some side work every so often. Mm-hmm. Actually, well, Jeffro, I did some side work for Jeffro, I think it was. And uh, but um, so I really started focusing in then in 2001, and um, and I stayed with him all the way up till 2011. Oh, really? I think it was, yeah, okay. 2011 and um, 2012. Um. A friend of mine, I say a friend of mine, um, he was actually in dad's church, um, a family, and mm-hmm. um, he called me. He worked for Team Chevrolet, uh, Butch Hahn, and uh, he said, hey, I'm opening up a transmission shop. He said, would you be interested in, you know, uh, coming with me? And I'm like, 
oh, I don't know, you know, because yeah. I was really, I was kind of on the, the end. I was, um, I was doing really good at fields, you know, and I was, I learned a ton. I mean, I learned a bunch of stuff up there. Probably and, uh, one of his more trusted guys at that point. Well, yeah, come to find out there was a bunch of big story behind that because he, he says that he says, I really wish I would have just hung on, just kind of made you stay, you know, and because um, there was, he said, I should have just, you know, and you always, you got stuff like that in your life, my life, we're like, man, I should have done that. You know, that's kind of a feel feels like that. So, mm-hmm. but um, he called me, I said, but I said, I told uh, Butch, I said, you ever had a trimmer shot before? He goes, no, I've mm-hmm. worked at one, that's it. So I was going to be the guy who, you know, mechanical side, the the knowledge and stuff, whatever, and he would run the front. And that's what we did for about a year. And I just, man, I was like, man, this, just, this is not it. That's what he started performance transmission over there on Memorial, where Tags is at now. That's okay. the building. Yeah, yeah. yeah, started that, and I worked there for about a year. And I just, man, I just, I knew something wasn't right. And um, and then I got another phone call from Alan again, mm-hmm. and he said, "Hey, I need some help." He said, "Why well, don't mean you go into business together?" And me and him are still friends. You know, we were we talked all the time. Um, I would help him out stuff. He would help me out a bunch. And uh, he said, man, he said, let's go into business together. He said, I really need a help. He said, we're running the business. You know, it could, it's a lot. I didn't realize at the time how, how tough it was, you know. And he was doing he was doing it. He was handwriting tickets. He was, you know, yeah. everything. And so building transmissions, he was doing it all. Had a guy helping him there. And uh, I was like, I'm going to own my own business, you know, and have him with me. I said, that's even better because I feel it was safer, a little bit more cushion mm-hmm. there, you know. Yeah. And I, I said, he could teach me a lot about that side of it. And so I'm like, I'm going to do it. And so in 2012, we did that. I think it was, it was, it was summer of 2012, I think it was. And uh, we opened up, it was called All-Star Transmission. Kept his phone number, kept his building that he had. But man, he let me come in there and be half owners of All-Star Transmission. Already had all that stuff. And so I really, I really, uh, look up to him for doing that because that's a lot to friend mm-hmm. to do. And so, um, he, he helped me out a bunch and, um, we had, we had a great time I and mean, we did a bunch of stuff out there. And then that's when in 2013, uh, we figured out we need a little bit bigger shop mm-hmm. and, uh, Kenneth Barrett had his shop on a West college and he was, he had gone out of business and it was wanting to rent it. We heard he was going through a uh, killer actually, mm-hmm. I think it was. And, uh, oh, maybe it was, I can't remember who it was. And, uh, so we went down there, looked at it and we were like, we will take it. Yeah. And so I, I think it was January. It was cold. We went down there and opened up, still had all-star transmission, just opened up in a different location. And that was great for us because it took off again. And, um, we actually had to hire some more people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the better guys we hired, he was that before we moved was Johnny Crow. Um, y'all didn't get to meet Johnny. Y'all would like Johnny if y'all ever met him. He was a stand-up dude, and um, he raced too. You know, it was always in the racing scene. You know, we mm-hmm. always with Alan and stuff, whatever. We always had racing buddies and stuff, whatever. And Alan, the thing about it is, it was fun. Is Alan always had a race car around? Still does today. He still races, and um, he always, he's his biggest thing is I'm gonna quit next year. He ain't gonna quit. He ain't never. I tell him, he ain't <laughs> he say quit. that all the time. He says it all the time. He never does. <laughs> But he always had a race car, so we always had a race car in the shop, you know, where it was always there every so often we'd work on it some, you know. So I was still doing a little racing stuff, but mm. still we're getting to work on transmission stuff, you know, and in my own business or our business. Yeah. And um that went all the way up until two thousand and fifteen, I think it was. And yeah. I wish to this day that uh 
it's emotional for me, but um, <clears throat> I kind of wish we didn't do it because it kind of ruined our friendship having a yeah. business. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff that, um, I, and that's another reason why I won't go into business with any partners anymore. Yeah. In, in anything, because just because it, it ruins, um, it's because, you know, one person's got one personality, the other's got another personality. And I had, I had grown up a little bit, and I was going a different route than he wanted to go. And, man, I hated that because me and him, man, and we're still friends today. You know, we talk a lot. And uh, mm-hmm. I say a lot. We talk um, when we see each other. And, um, and uh, but, um, so we split up in 2015, I think it was. And 2016 is when I started Matt's mm-hmm. out there. Okay. And then been there ever since. Well, been at Matt's ever since. So. Yeah. But, um that's awesome, man. I, I didn't realize um, Matt's transmission had been that recent. Um, yeah. I mean, I know it's been a while, but yeah, yeah, still, yeah. I'm just thinking about my timeline, and I'm like, oh, I didn't realize it was that recent. And I, um, when I first kind of started hanging around uh, PJ and Sarah and yeah. uh, all them, and then you know, through the years of hanging out with them, and then they moved out there. You know, you you get introduced to people like uh, Chad Burks and, 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 you know, people like that. (laughs) And I would always see these hats everybody was wearing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But sometimes you you don't read something. You just notice, like, a logo. Right. And I would always see PJ with this that type of hat on. And you'd see Chad with that type of hat on. Yeah, yeah. And I always just, honestly, I just always thought it was some kind of, like, car performance hat or something like that. I never paid attention. right. And then it was like, yeah, man, you need to meet our neighbors. And then I realized, like, oh, it's Matt's transmission. It's Matt across the street. <laughs> so you have a good. Um, I've I've told other people you have a good logo, man. You, I, it's it's catchy. It looks good. It's simple. Yeah. Um, and we were. Um, I had to go to Tri Green today. Yeah. For work and pick up some chainsaw blades and. We were in the truck, and uh, the guy that was riding with me, I said, yeah, man, uh, the guy that owns that transmission shop, he's he's coming on the podcast tonight. And he looked back there, and you can see your big, nice logo. Yeah. And he was like, oh, dude, that's a that's a sick logo he's got on the side of the building right there. I was like, yeah, dude, I like it. <laughs> I can uh, – that, that uh, Dustin Hamlet did that for me. And um, um, so I've, all, you know, always been a Rutherford County guy. And when I was younger, and you did the same, I think we talked about this. Is I always went to MTSU games, mm-hmm. and I love the MTSU blue. Mm-hmm. That's the and that's what that I kind of went off. I told Dustin, I said I like the blue of MTSU. Yeah, yeah. and that's all I told him. Mm-hmm. And he come up with that. Yeah, and um, I I kind of re- almost and now and I'll get back to your question, but I wish I wouldn't have called it Matt's transmission. Really, I like it there, and I, I like it to a point, but. Now, where I'm at now, the business side of me, and me and Phil have talked about it a lot, because he called it Phil's transmission. Alan called his Carter's transmission. You know what I mean? So when you get a personalized name like that, sometimes it's hard to, like, to sell as Matt's transmission, because now Matt's transmission, when somebody walks in there, they're expecting to see me. Yeah. You know? Mm. And that's that's the only reason why, like, I'm like, oh, sometimes I'm like... Just I should get, have caught it something else. Yeah, just to, well, <laughs> you know? I understand that. Just to get your yeah. name out of it, so they're not expecting a face, right? Because you know, if you name your business after you, people are 
expecting a very personalized right. experience. Yeah. Like, oh, is Matt going to be working on my transmission? Well, it's like, that's well the thing. no, not yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is everybody thinks I do everything, but I've got seven people now working for me, and I'm like, there's no way I can do it. You know? No. And so, but there's still some people today think I still drive every car. I still pull transmissions out. I still build transmissions. I still do everything and the ticket and everything. They think I still do all of that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got 40 something vehicles on the lot right now that I'm trying to work through. I said, there's no way I can do it. I said, no, I do a lot of, I do it. I can do every job there, mm-hmm. but I can't do it all at one time. But I do try to, and the, the other thing about it is, you know, like I say, I kind of halfway don't like it and halfway do the bigger side of me and the older side of me likes a personal experience yeah. for everybody and that's where i think i get real close to people because i like talking to people i mm-hmm. like to talk to a point i mean you could ask me if i like to talk and i tell you no but i do mm-hmm. i've sit here and talked the whole time while you sit there and looked at me no no but, that's um, what you're supposed to you're the I guest know, i know i know man that's how this works but um you know hey um i just like talking about whatever i don't care you yeah. know what i mean and and a lot of people like that they like leaving their cars because I can explain everything going to out with that transmission right now. Mm-hmm. Everything. And some people like to hear that. Somebody, some people could care less. I could be telling them, and I can look at them, and they're just like, whatever. Just, is it fixed? You yeah, know what man, I mean? So, well, some people, it's kind of so foreign to, they don't right. know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. then I'm sure you get, you know, your O'Reilly's heroes in there. Oh, yeah. That we think got they one know, in there right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think they know more than you. So. Yeah. 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 But that's awesome, man. I mean, I feel like um, I feel like it grew pretty quick, didn't so it? So it has. So what really set it off, when we were in West College, we were doing really good. And I actually, in 2017, it's, it was a year after I opened up Matt's transmission, Phil got to call on me. And we would talk probably every, I don't know, maybe every six months. Mm. Or not even that much, you know, but every time I'd see him, we'd talk about business and stuff. And I would go over there. And if I needed something, you know, he would still help me out. Mm-hmm. Um, if I needed something like a, he's a, he is a, I don't know if you ever got to meet him at all yet. I don't think so. Man, he is a machinist at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, he can make anything. He would, what, and I, I tell him this all the time. Well, all the time I've told him a couple of times is what aggravated me about working for him. If we needed this piece, like to say this ballpoint pen right here. And we needed that to finish the job. And they sell them for $20. But Phil could look at it and be like, I can make that. And I'm like, oh, that's good. I can get it for $20. They got it in stock, you know. He goes, no, I think I got it. He would stay for two, three, four nights and make and make make that part. Throw that cat off there. <laughs> Come on up here, big daddy. It's a, it's a freaking Lion King over here, man. <laughs> good grief. But he would he would sit there and spend nights making a part, and dude, it would probably be better than what we could buy. But really? it, it might take longer, you know what I mean? But he he just the satisfaction of him making that part, he loves it and still loves it today. Like he he's made me all kinds of stuff. That's you awesome. You know, and so, but anyways, um, uh, he 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 would call me and talk about going into his shop and closing my business down, and you know, doing a fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. over there and i'm like man i just got out of one of those about a year or two ago and i don't want to do that you know i just um that's just not yeah i, I went and i even we went over there this was after i think he um 
I don't think he was out of business yet. He didn't retire yet, but um, he was fixing to go there, and um, we talked about doing that. And I don't know, man. I just didn't have a good feeling. I didn't want to do it again. And I told him the reason why. And and to be honest with you now, me and him both look back on it. He's like, we did the best thing we could have done right there is, is what we got going on right yeah. now. Yeah. He still owns the building. He's a great landlord. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't even see him, you know, but yeah. once a month. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> right, he'll yeah. come by, you know, just to shoot the bull with us. and Payday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, um, uh, you know, if I need something, I can call him. He can call me. Some, he needs stuff from me now, you know, and yeah. so that's kind of cool. But um, um, it's been pretty neat, yeah. you know, just to meet some people like that. So. That's awesome. I'm going to pause this. Oh, I'm going to pause this real quick. I got to take right. a pee break. <laughs> Yeah, you will make a mistake getting <laughs> That's sick. so funny. Man, I had a long bed in high school and my football coach used to make fun of me in the middle of practice <laughs> in front of everybody. I had a I had a long bed F one fifty basic white work truck right. rear wheel drive with just a, a bench seat and the longest bed you can possibly exactly. make. You could have fit a king size bed in the back of that sucker, man. And yeah, my football coach and all my buddies used to just roast me for that thing. Yeah, so don't <clears throat> don't let him do that. Get him a yeah. nice short bed truck. Yeah, you know? but things are so high right now. Oh my god! Really? To find one, they're yeah, they're ridiculous. Man. But I'm just I'm just glad I'm just, I'm excited that he's kind of just starting to get a little itch about getting oh, a vehicle because yeah. he's he hasn't showed any. The only thing he drives is the mule. Mm-hmm. around the house That's is he it. is he 15 no 14. he's 14 yeah he'll be 15 in may yeah so he can get his learner's permit once yeah. that man the kids these days i i got my license the day i turned 16 oh did you really oh yeah i was ready boy i was ready to hit the road man yeah i was too but i i wouldn't worry about getting my license you know what I mean? I was I, you just I, drove around anyways. Well, yeah, half the time <laughs> I did, but you know, I did get my license. I think it was like it's like three or four months after I was sixteen. I think maybe I failed the first time too. I guarantee I did. Oh, I I was, I, 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 I failed my learner's permit a couple of times, but I passed my driving test the first time. Yeah. Colton says I was a D student. I said, "What do you mean D student?" He's a D for diploma, Dad. D yeah. For diploma. <laughs> That's me, baby. The C's, C's get degrees. <laughs> oh, man. that's right. That was me. <laughs> Hey, they're yeah. saying now that people are looking for people that were in the C to B range because oh, yeah. that means you're not uh, obsessed with one thing and you think outside the box and right. you maybe don't just like study the material and repeat it. Oh, yeah. And those people t- end up tend to being better employees. I don't know. I, well, I'm going to tell you, that's the other thing about business. Yeah. I have learned a lot just about the business side of it. Yeah. And employees and just just everything that that um Yeah, you seem like uh you know, I, I brought my truck there to get the under the table friends deal. Yeah. And uh which I shouldn't <laughs> do. I should pay full price <laughs> to support. But yeah, whatever. Um you know, when I showed up, y'all were on lunch and y'all right. had music going, and it, it was obviously pizza day. Yeah. And y'all were playing cornhole. Yeah. And, man, that's cool that you do that. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that goes a long way for, um, you know, I'm not, um, you know, the owner of a company, so I've right. always worked for somebody. Right. And when people do stuff like that, it, it makes you feel like you work somewhere where the where the owner cares about you. Yeah. That's uh, have you noticed like that's important to you and I think it's important to me because 
you know, I didn't, um, you know, when I was working for people, we didn't have a lot of that. We didn't do a lot of that stuff. You know, we were just, we had our one hour, we better be back at work. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so I've uh, been late a couple of times, you know, coming back from work and getting in trouble and stuff, whatever. And so, mm-hmm. man, when I went into business, I said, and it's just more the personal stuff, you know, it's just, and I'm really, um, a lot of, like I told Phil one day, I said, man, I said, I don't think you'd be happy with me the way I'm running my business. He said, what do you mean? He said, I said, well, I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to chase after every little single penny and my the time clock, you know, we don't run a time clock around here, but I'm really, hey, if somebody's got to go somewhere, they got to go somewhere. You know what I mean? Or, hey, I'm running late. Just let me know. You know, the the respect thing, respect is a big word for me mm-hmm. with everything. Respect as far as what I've got and what I'm doing for you and just, and, I, and everything will be fine. And so, yeah, we have a good time, man. It's like, I'll, I'll take them out to lunch. Heck, I'll cook for them. You know, mm-hmm. I'll fire the grill up, you know, and um, we'll go out to eat for lunch sometimes. Because, um, I mean, ultimately, they're helping you support your family exactly and you're supporting right. them. That's right. We're all in it together. Yeah. You I know mean, what I mean? This, it wouldn't, if they all walked out the door, it's not going to work. No. Uh-uh. No, so, it's not going to work. And, and That's that, Yeah, like, and you, you need to create a work environment where they want to, you know, on Sunday evening, right. they're not, like, dreading going, oh, Boss is an oh, asshole, oh, you know? Sh- yeah, I'm sure. They, I mean, everybody dreads work. I dread going back to work sometimes. Well, a little Monday, bit. You know what I mean? But that's probably healthy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it feels, you know, it feels good to me to do that sometimes. But um, I don't want them. I, my biggest thing is I stressed out a lot when I was working for people. If we had problems, and a lot of it was, it had to be, and not nothing against Phil, but it was working with Phil where we had to get this done, you know, and it, and I stressed a bunch about why is this not working? I can't figure it out. And I, to where, you know, he might get upset about something when somebody comes and tells me, Hey man, that didn't work, mm-hmm. you know, or we still got it. It's doing the same thing. I'm like, okay, let's just sit back and think what we need to do. You know, mm-hmm. let's all get it together where, you know, I was scared to go tell Phil, hey, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. I'd just be back there trying to hustle, trying to figure out, trying to find this and that, ask people, ask my buddy, you know, hey, man, why is this doing this? You know, calling people that I know, trying to be, hey, man, have you ever seen this before? You know, mm-hmm. and so, but just stressing to the max about it. And then I just like, man, I'm not running my business like that. I want it to be relaxed, but I want to do a good job. Like I said, now, I still... I can see myself. The funny part about it is, I can see um, when people go test drive. When uh, one of my techs go test drive or my service guy, they'll go test drive something. They'll come back and be like, "Hey man, I can't get to do nothing. Mm-hmm. I'll hop in it and be gone for two minutes and got it to do it and come back." And I'm like, "Phil used to do the same thing to me. Yeah. I mean, just like I was like, I can't find anything. He go out and drive it. Be like, here's what it's doing. You need to do this, this, and this. And I'm doing the same thing. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but I'm still trying to make it just relaxed atmosphere to a point yeah, yeah some people like kids these days will take advantage of that people people will take advantage of that sometimes too mm-hmm. no matter who it is they'll take advantage of you um i've learned that really quick with some of my ex-employees that um took advantage of me a couple times you know and so i'm like it kind of puts up a wall and you're kind of like oh i understand why they're doing that you know so but yeah um, it's a man it's a it's a difficult area to navigate because you want to be i want to say cool but you want to be like likable right you spend eight plus hours with these people a day yeah 
but you want to be make it a chill work environment where people feel relaxed and like they can work right. without pressure yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. But at the same time, it's like you have customers that want their cars back. That's right. Yeah. That yeah. Uh, want it, and you know when they get it back, they don't want it to buck or whatever right. it was yeah, going yeah. for. Yeah. So there is a certain amount of pressure you have to put on your your guys to make sure things are getting done yeah. right too. And the thing that the the, the the, the longer I go in business, the worse I can I can feel it. You know, I want it to be done right every time. And I remember Phil telling me that, you know, it's got to be done right. It's got to be done right. Mm-hmm. And it does. It needs to be done right. But there, the things you deal with now are faulty parts. You're buying brand new, brand new parts that go out, you know. And so mm-hmm. I have, there's no telling how much money I've spent on something doesn't work right. And we spend money because the part failed and nobody's going to cover it. I have to eat that cost, you know, and mm-hmm. I wish I had just 20%. Every transmission shop's going to tell I wish I had at least 20% of the money I had to spend out on comebacks or faulty parts that they're not going to give me any labor for, you know. Yeah. And so, but um, it, uh, it is um, stressful. But the, the biggest thing right now is I've had some really good employees, and I still do today, yeah. still have some of the same employees I've gotten some new guys within the last three or four years. Um, Corky and his wife actually was working for me, you know, within the last five years, she's worked for me up front. And um, having the right people in the right place makes a big, big difference. Huge. I mean, because if one person's out for one day, I notice it big time. You know what I mean? And um, I can see it. And so um, I've got three or four guys back there that, are my key guys, you know what I mean? And so, but I, my, my thing is me being, I want to teach people how to do the job, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I want to, I want to teach other people how to do it. Just like my one my guy that has worked out the best, Jason, he's been a lifesaver. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Oh man, dude. Yeah. He, young guy, mm-hmm. but will bust his tail, make sure everything's done right. Mm-hmm. Like I've got him in charge of some of my new guys out there, my two new guys out there. Mm-hmm. I want them to learn from him. Yeah. Just like I had Jason learn from Corky because Corky's been in it forever, you know. And so um, I want to teach people about it because it's not getting any easier now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I fixed three cars today with a laptop through software. Oh, man. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, you've been doing this since the early 90s. Yeah. So you have seen... And, you know, if you're working on a transmission from the early 90s, you're probably working on vehicles. I mean, when did automatic transmissions start? Oh, that was back in the shoot. Um, uh, I don't know, maybe the 40s or 50s, maybe, or something like that. Yeah. you know, if you're working on transmissions in the 90s, you're easily working on transmissions from cars yeah. that were built in 75, 80. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. you have come a long, like oh, you've yeah. had an, uh, like we were saying earlier, you know, you you keep learning. You, the learning right. never, never stops. Never stops, never stops. And I'm sure now it's getting to the point where it's, it's coming at you every year now. Three months ago, I didn't know I was going to be learning, I was going to be programming stuff with software. I didn't even want to think about it. And um, you, you fr- don't want to turn into an IT tech. No, no. But <laughs> you almost have to now. I mean, yeah. the stuff they've got out now is ridiculous. They're wanting to get paid more money for these cars, and they're even they're they're the biggest piece of junks now. I mean, I tell people now, I wouldn't buy anything 07 and up. And they look at me like, I'm like, are you crazy? I'm like, they're terrible. They're junk. You told me that. Yeah. 
They're terrible. I need Kaylin needs a. Yeah. We don't ever buy a new car, but you know she needs a new old car, right? New used car. Well, and I'm like, damn, I don't know. Matt keeps telling me like everything's <laughs> junk past 2010 well, or something. Yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, I can't say too much because I've got, you know, Rachel's got a newer car, and um, but it's just this is one of those things where you just got to do it because you know you got to keep the woman happy. So mm, yeah, um, she she begged for me for five years, and I finally got her something. I think it was a year ago. I think finally. So, um, but I still didn't buy her a new car. I bought her an older car. So. Yeah, <laughs> what? Uh, not to put any uh, manufacturer on blast, but what's? Oh, what's, I'll do it. What's? Yeah, go ahead. What's <laughs> yeah. the number one suspect? GM, GM trucks. Really? Trucks, Tahoes, trucks. Yep. Yeah car uh ford little little bitty ford car little escapes and stuff mm. we're doing a bunch of those we're doing a bunch of the we're probably doing two or three of the the silverados the half ton silverados we're probably doing two or three of them a week God. um and now since i've started doing the hp tuners on just on the transmission stuff on the gms i like i said i fixed three of them today that we would have probably had to pull out i fixed three of them with a laptop it mm. blows my mind what and because i just like I say, within three months, I've learned a little bit. I've had a lot of help from a friend of mine that has a business that he programs stuff. Mm-hmm. He's helped me a little bit. And I've had a lot of groups, like on Facebook, and transmission stuff, you know, that we talk back and forth. Um, Jasper Transmissions has done a big thing for me. Me and them have gotten really, really tight the last two or three years to where I can call their lead tech guy down there and talk to him just like me and you are talking now. And he'll mm-hmm. tell me, because they can research, they got R&D whole building for r&d you know i mean whole department and um they already know you know what's going on and so that's who actually got me to into this is jasper and so um it just it just blows my mind what i've done in the last three months like i say we're always learning i've learned how to do how to fix them i don't understand that i mean and I've been a big, I've been, I tell everybody, I've been a big GM guy my whole life. Yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't go buy a new GM right now. Everybody hates on me for being a Ford Your truck, Ford boy. That truck's perfect. I love that truck. I ain't had no problems. That's that what I'm truck. saying. And even if it is, it's cheaper to fix that truck than it is to have a newer truck. It's going to be three times as much to fix that than what we could fix that one for, you know, so. The the Dark Knight's got <laughs> uh, 225 on her, and... She's purring, baby. Yeah. She ain't nothing wrong with that truck. You still got your Chevrolet truck, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good year model, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, that's an 04 yeah, or something, yeah. 2500. Oh, yeah. PJ slapped a new used motor in that's her. Right. She's, I remember that, she's yeah. screaming. Yeah. yeah. She could pull yeah. a house down. Yeah. But, yeah, you've told me this before, and um, I don't know when I'm going to be in the market for a new truck, but. <clears throat> I mean, I'm probably just going to go back with Ford. I know, man. That's, <clears throat> I mean, uh, my mechanic, you know, he likes to work on Fords, <laughs> so that's probably what I'm going to stick with. Ford's got a uh, – my uh, Jason, my employee, he bought a 16. We we made sure that it didn't have the 10-speed transmission in it. And uh, he bought a – I think it was a 16 model Ford F-150 or 17 maybe. It had six-speed in it. And that's probably one of the better products Ford has put out mm-hmm. in a while. And – um they're good trucks um and there's a couple you know they still got that auto start stop thing that drives me insane evan had one of those oh and my it was gosh. so dumb that's a yeah the, okay we'd be sitting at a red light and it would you know the truck turns off yeah it's july yeah the ac starts to get warm. oh my gosh i'm like no 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 and i would always uh bug him like hey man can you make it, it not do that? Yeah, there's a button on there. Hit that button. He's like, there's a button on it, but he was like, 
every time you get in the truck, right, you, you have to it. turn it off. You and can he program was like, that now. So it's yeah. just like one of those things. And I'm like, yeah, hey, man. You yeah. can program that. You can program it now. You can get on there and you can program it to do it, not to do that at all. So. I don't. I don't think some of these car manufacturers understand. I think that most people don't really care for their truck to be fancy like that. Right. Yeah. Most. I of just them want don't. a truck. That's a right. Good, solid truck. Yeah. That's tough. That runs well. Right. Got some good pull to it. Yep. Power windows, power locks, maybe a rear view backup camera. I'm right. good. Yeah. 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 I don't need it to turn off to save the ozone. Exactly. Yeah. You're not doing nothing. You're you're just running the truck. Yeah. I think to me, but. That I can't believe that didn't ruin the starters and those things. Uh, again, it's got to. I, I I don't I don't work on the engine side, so I don't know a lot about it. And I don't yeah. I hear some from, from buddies of mine and stuff, whatever. But the transmission has when they shut off like that, you're you're still in drive, and so you still have to have pressure on the transmission to keep it in drive, or it's going to go to neutral. Mm. So because so what happens is when the engine shuts off, there's an auxiliary pump on the transmission that kicks on to keep the pressure up on the transmission. Mm-hmm. Imagine the problems that gives for some of that stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, just there's all kinds of there's two different pumps. There's um, so much. Got, there's so much stuff. And and Ford, my dad had a King Ranch that he took to you, and something about the the um, antifreeze mixed with yeah. the transmission. We've got fluid. one in the shop right now doing uh, not a Ford but a Chevrolet. Yeah. And uh, he he was telling me that's right. what you told him happened, and yeah. you, you fixed it. Was, he, it a, was it a Ford or was it a Chevrolet? It I mean, a, a Nissan. It was a Ford. Ford. Hmm. Ford. And uh, he was telling me about that. And, uh, and I was like, what? Yeah. How does... Okay. Yeah, the cooler's inside the radiator. Yeah. 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 Has a little crack. Nissan was bad about it. The Nissan Pathfinders, uh, Xterra's, and there was another one. Oh, the um, Frontiers. We got a Frontier doing the same thing right now at the shop, too. Hmm. Um, they would have a little crack in the cooler, which is inside the radiator. Yeah, and the antifreeze would get in there, and on Nissans, the computer's inside the transmission, so it just it that glycol gets a hold of that stuff and just eats it up. Oh wow! So it it makes a mess in there too. So yeah. we got a, a, a Monte Carlo, an old '07 Impala. It's got the five three in it. You hardly ever see that car. Yeah, it's got um, antifreeze in the transmission now too. We're going through cleaning that up right now. Yeah, so. I didn't even understand how that could happen. Oh, it's great. It looks I like guess. a strawberry milkshake. I yeah. mean, you just pull off. That's what like, he told oh. me. That's what he told me you yeah. said. Yeah. He goes, yeah, we checked it. You're fluid, and it's it's got the yeah. classic strawberry milkshake yeah. in there. Yeah, <laughs> strawberry flavor. Yeah. Man, well, man, do you ever, um, you know, I'm sure you have days. Do you ever just wish sometimes you were still under the lift, turning wrenches, and oh, not being there? every the owner? day. Yeah. Well, I, I take that back. So, I... I I enjoy being an owner because I can set what we're going to do that day or mm-hmm. how, you know, what I'm going to do. Um, but I do, like, I'll get out there. I, I, these young guys that I hired the other day, they're like, Matt, when's the last time you pull one out? Because we've been telling them they're slow. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, you want me to get my toolbox out here and show you how it's done? Of course, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll say that, but I don't know if I could. <laughs> I could, I probably could, but, you know, um, I, d- I do miss I do miss um, physically working on them, but mm-hmm. I physically can't do it now. Like I try, I, there probably about a year or two ago, I would try to take in a buddy's transmission, even if they just pulled it out or have my guys pull right. it out, and just say, "Hey, put it up on my bench. I'm mm-hmm. gonna tear it. I'm gonna build this one." It takes me two weeks because, yeah. and and then I don't know 
if I've done something wrong, I can't remember what I did, you know. And so I, I had to stop because I couldn't focus all my time on what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And because I've got people want to talk to me still, even though I've got Joe up there and Joe does a great job. But there's still people that want to talk to me um, or um, we've got so much work that I've got to be up front. I've got to be driving. I've got to check cars out. I got to make mm-hmm. sure this car is done right. So. I don't have the time to do it, but I still wish I could do it um, because um, you get out of the, and you'll, like I, I've told you and PJ a lot of stuff before, but when you start getting older, you start aching a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that if I get out of, and you probably already know this too or whatever, but if you, if you stop doing something for a pretty long while and you start back doing it again, oh, you talk about hurting for oh. weeks, for days. Boy, you see them little cheap, cheap <laughs> ass weights over there. <laughs> Kalen bought me them on Amazon the other day, and I got a little weight bench. And um, I was on daddy duty yesterday, and me and Sonny were playing <laughs> out here in the shop. And I started cranking out some sets, you know. Yeah, I was yeah. doing some some bench press and some curls and stuff. I mean, dude, I didn't do much. I just did a couple right. of sets. Those are only like 20-pound dumbbells. Yeah. Boy, I woke up this morning, I feel like I got breast cancer. <laughs> I'm about to die, dude. My chest hurts. I'm tender. My biceps Uh, hurt. Yeah. And, you know, you don't know. Like right now, I can go over to the sawmill. Right. And me and PJ can turn a thousand pound logs over. And I can work and throw stuff around all day long till the sun goes down. Right. And wake up in the morning and feel fine. But for some reason, doing something like that that I haven't done in a long time oh, really? just tears me up. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it, what you're not used to will get you. Yeah, the work yeah. harder, the work smarter, not harder stuff has gotten really, in my, these last couple of years has helped me a lot to, to where we used to push, push cars in, in the shop. We used to pick up transmissions all the time, you know, and mm-hmm. back was hurting all the time and everything just pushing in my legs, my feet. To where when I opened up my business, mm-hmm. I bought a forklift, and I've got a my little four wheeler right there with a the tire in the front. And we don't push nothing and we don't lift nothing. Yeah, and that's another thing is the employees appreciate that. Yeah, some yeah. of the young guys don't realize. I'll be like, hey, let's go push that car. Oh, I gotta push that car. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we use the four wheeler? I said, well, that's not what I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they just um. Sometimes, you know, I feel like I want to just make them work hard, you know, whatever. I'm like, oh, come on, man, just get it in here and get it done. Yeah, you know, so. yeah. Man, that's that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, it has been a um, – it's been good, but like I say, it's been a lot of stuff to wear. Well, I've been doing it for 31 years now, I think it was, yeah. that 93. Well, you got, a good, you got a good reputation, man. Yeah. Everybody around town knows who you are and – that's who obviously I always recommend, and that's who I take my stuff to. So, yeah, doing a good job, man. That's the thing we can go out to eat yeah. for lunch, and uh, it always takes us longer because they know from we're late back from lunch and whatever. Matt had to talk to somebody. I saw somebody, uh. <laughs> and I always like to talk to people. You know what I mean? Especially old customers. I always like talk to them because I like. I always tell everybody I like seeing you out away from the shop because I don't got to give you bad news. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm always giving people bad news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I, when I see them out in the shop, or I see anybody out of the shop. I love talking to them. I don't care who they are. Mm-hmm. And um, 
just, you know, just talking to them, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, they will tell me, hey, this truck, you know, it's been doing great. Or, you know what, it, I've noticed something here or there. I'm like, hey, bring it by the shop. Let me mm-hmm. look at it, you know. And so the biggest thing in my whole thing since, let's see, well, ever since 93, well, whenever I started, and you'll know this too, and I'm, I, I listen to some of your podcasts, especially with you and Caitlin, mm-hmm. is family. Mm-hmm. Is Rachel's been big, big behind me oh, on yeah. everything, even – we weren't even, we were just dating, you know, and just to have her, it's like the other day I was having a bad day. I text her. I was like, Hey, today's not the day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just, and she just, um, she's real supportive with me, you know, and just been, has been awesome my whole, the whole time. And so, yeah. Um, I mean, <clears throat> behind every successful man, there's usually a really strong woman. Oh yeah. That, uh, can probably take credit for most of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's been she's been great, and oh, um, yeah, you know, um, just a uh, heck now. I just can't wait till you and PJ have. Well, you've already had your kids. Yeah. Have had one kid. I hope you're going to have more. Yeah, because I love seeing that's, y'all too. That's the plan, man. That's one, right. One more, and we're done. Yeah. So and PJ fixed to have his, but yeah, um, the other fun. thing has been uh, the grandbaby has been really. Uh, has been really awesome. He's brought he's brought back a lot of stuff, and uh, he wants he kind of gets me excited because he wants to um, he wants to ride everything. Last night he wanted to ride the dirt bike, he wanted to ride the mule, he wanted to ride the four wheeler. Oh, he's wild! Oh, man. dude, wide open. I love it. And he let me tell you something. Every time we go by your boat. He is focused on your boat. Well, really? it's not your boat; it's Sonny's boat, by the way. So yeah. I just want to let you know it it's is not her your boat. boat. Yeah. <laughs> I need to take the June bug sticker off the back and just put Sunny. You on might there. as well name it, uh, yeah. you know, Sunny's boat or something because he he knows when it's out. He can look from the back of our boat and look down there and be like, "There's Sunny's boat," or mm-hmm. "Sunny's boat's gone." You know, he tells us every time, and so um, he's just been a he's been been I, awesome. You know, I don't <clears throat> I don't know what it is um, about Sutton in particular, but for some reason, man. Very early on, I've always had a soft spot for that little fellow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like him. I've yeah. always liked him. I think sometimes he he reminds me of myself when I was mm-hmm. younger. Oh, he's, yeah. He's just full of just fire. Does not care. Excitement. He's yep. got little broad shoulders. That's he's right. stocky. Yep. And I just, I don't know, I look at him, I'm just like, man, that's a – that's a boy right there. Oh like yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, definitely. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, and uh, and the the thing that um, I was walking down, we went to PJ's last night, and we came back, and um, you know, we put everything up in the shop there and or in the garage, or whatever. And um, Colton, he gets along. I mean, I'm so glad that he's um, Sutton has Colton. Because Colton, him and Colton play. Well, you've seen them, do they? Oh, man, Colton takes care of them. Oh, my gosh, dude. He's been – he's top That says a lot about Colton because he don't have to do that. No, 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 he don't. He's 14, man. He's not going to want to pull out a kid. Dude, he shouldn't care about doing that. That's right. But, it, you know, it breaks my heart. I mean, it breaks my heart. It makes my heart feel good to see that. And then Mm -hmm. I was closing the garage and I was looking out and they were both running because they were racing, you know, of course. Mm -hmm. But just to see them two running – and what I've built at the house and oh, have all that yeah. stuff, I'm like, whoo wee boy, that right there hit me, dude. It's, it's a soft spot. It's amazing, man. Yeah, it, yeah. It, kids it, and man, gosh, it's crazy what kids will do. Yeah, it, it it will, man. It'll it'll change your life for the better. Oh yeah, it really will. And you know, uh, 
the way Colton is with Sutton, he, um, I'm very, I, it's sometimes it's a blessing and it's a curse, but sometimes I pay attention right. to way, way too much what's going on around me. Yeah. And I've watched Colton a lot, how he interacts with Sutton. And I see him do things that are important. Like he'll, he like keeps an eye on him. Right. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah, Sutton's yeah. wild. He'll run off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something. Gone. Because, you know, we'll all be in your house in the living room hanging out, uh, you know, eating tacos. Right. And I'm like, where's, where's Sutton and where, um, Colton? You know, you'll look outside, and, outside. And, and and Colton's following Sutton around the yard. That's right. Yeah, he don't Hitting have to do that. No, he don't have to do that. Yeah, he yeah. can go in his room like all the kids do nowadays. You know, and so mm-hmm. that's what I mean. It's just, and I owe that a lot to Rachel, the the upbringing she gave Colton, mm-hmm. and what we're doing with Sutton, helping Brittany do that some stuff. You know, it, it makes me feel good. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, just to just to be there for all of them, you know, and just mm-hmm. to kind of get them hopefully pointed in the right direction. That's what that's what you want to do. You know, you want your kids to do mm-hmm. the right thing, and y'all see that when when Sonny gets older. I mean, yeah, you know, man, if they end up like any of your kids, I'd be completely happy. Man. Oh yeah, I'd be man. Blessed. I got a great bunch, and Brittany's Brittany's been awesome. She, um, Brittany, I, I need to talk about her a little bit. <laughs> she. Um, Woo. She's uh, she's been with us for a long time. <laughs> yeah, she's a good one, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I love her. She's, you know, she's really a, every time you see her, it's a blessing. Right. She's, she's so nice and she's so caring. And yeah. She she's helps with everything. She was just her and Kaylin just you know threw a baby shower for Sarah. Oh and, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, she was one of the main ones helping right. uh, Kaylin with all that. Yeah. She's uh she's, she's done been a hell of a job. Our our biggest yeah. rule with um when me and Rachel were dating, and I say our biggest rule is Rachel's rule. I'm not gonna say our because she's the one that was uh, fought for it. Is if you know we always had Brittany for the most part, mm-hmm. uh, always. And um you know I, I was young. I was like man, why are we gonna? But I really realized the importance of it now with Rachel. Mm-hmm. You know teaching me that. And um if we can't go anywhere without her, we probably didn't need to be there. You know what I mean. And, but there is some times when you got to have like, y'all went to the Grand Ole Opry. I want to talk about that, dude. That's, yeah. I, I've never been, man. I want to go, too. Yeah. That sounded awesome. I just won tickets again. Did you? Are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> I am absolutely oh killing it right now. <laughs> it's like the third or fourth tickets y'all have won. Yeah, man. But um, that was our rule, and that was the same thing with Colton. When we were, uh, if we if we don't need to be going, like, but we bring him, like, we brought him, you know, to all y'all's parties and stuff, whatever, and. Yeah. You know, everybody hangs out with them all the time. You know, it's it's just and people and you probably don't know this, but people have commended you on that when you're not around. Um, you, you know, Evan and and different people right. that have been around here hanging out or go to your house or just different social gatherings have always been like, man, you know, Colton. You know, they always bring their kids and their kids right, are cool yeah. Yeah, and yeah. like talk to you like an adult would <laughs> and he and and right. evan in particular has always been like you know colton is gonna go into his teenage years and college years and have a level of maturity that yeah. most people at that age will not have he already hears about all the crazy stuff you know what i mean well, right i now. mean yeah. he's hung around me <laughs> enough right. he's, he's seen it all that's so exactly right yeah he uh i can show you what not to do real that's exactly, quick that's so. what i tell him i said uh, we'll have talks every morning going to school 
and I'll be like, don't ever do what we uh, always do what we say, not what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And he just kind of looks at me like, okay, dad. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. We, yeah. we, I mean, we tote Sonny around everywhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. We bring it's her with good us. though. Uh, we actually just spent the first night away from her, um, Saturday night. We saw y'all at the houseboat. Oh yeah. 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 Um, oh, you, did you? Okay. You may not have noticed, but my, my boat didn't return in the slip that night. That's right. So, y'all, y'all beached it or something, didn't you? Yeah. 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 We went up there to, um, it's like Lock Mine Creek or something. It's un- You go up around Hurricane, you go under the bridge. Right. And then when you get to the split, it's you take a left. left yeah. And you go back in there, and there's like a little community of lake houses right there. Really? And it's I've just, never been back there. Man, it's nice back there. Really? It's cool. Like, honestly, if you ever just want to go out and hang out, by yourself right run up there and go back yeah. in one there's tons of coves back in there oh really i mean it puts indian creek to shame really yeah and oh, man there's Don't a little too much people might we might be, be a new spot <laughs> yeah, we'll be a new spot and uh we went back in there and it's a a mud beach right and yeah i just pulled oh, the nose a- right up on it and tied it off and we stayed in a little tiny home right there for that's the night. awesome yeah yeah and that's then, so. Yes, we didn't. We went down there, and they were, we were lazy this weekend. We just had to have one of them lazy days, but mm-hmm. it turned out to be there's some stories. There's a story I could tell you, but it was pretty interesting. Yeah. So you we about the bachelorette party? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. On the dock? Uh, on the boat next to us. Oh. It was, it, no, it wasn't bad. It was the funniest thing ever. Okay. Yeah, it was funny. We wound up taking them to Hurricane because uh, Camino was closed. Yeah, oh, man, I, that they, sucked. They've been closed up. Maybe today or tomorrow they're going to reopen. Their or vent like. fan went out. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. I was wondering. Dude, we were at, so we were on the you know, other side of the lake. Yeah. Under the bridge. Right. And I was like, because, uh, you know, we didn't drive to that Airbnb. We just took the boat there, a couple That's of backpacks, awesome. one night, yeah, you yeah. know, whatever. And so we didn't bring any food or nothing. Yeah. Oh. And so we were planning on eating dinner at on the lake. Right. And... And she was like, "Where do you want to eat?" And I said, "You know, and you know, Hurricane, it was Blue Water Grills, like right there." Right, right. Yeah. And I was like, uh, "I said, really? I'd rather go back to El Lago, right? Yeah, and eat there." I said, "I don't really want to go spend like fifteen dollars for a hamburger." Oh, or I know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Let's just go back to the marina. I, I don't like to eat Mexican night." Yeah. Man, we went all go the way back, back. Oh no! All the way back oh. and tied off the boat, everything like that, and walked in, and they were like closed, closed, and I was like, "What?" Oh, and he was man. like, uh, "Vent fan, vent fan out." <laughs> so smoke all in, all oh, in restaurant, wow. and we were like, "He's like, we'll be closed tomorrow too," and I was like, "Dang, yeah." So we had to go eat at Hurricane. Well, that's where we went. We went to Hurricane. We uh, we pulled up and it was closed. So my neighbor told me, hey, there's some people over there. There's some, some girls over there, six girls over there. One of them works for them. They're throwing a bachelorette party for one of the girls. You know, just kind of watch them and put the jet ski up for them. If you don't mind, get some, give them some help. I was like, that's no problem. So I went over there and did that. And they're like, hey, we're going to Camino. I'm like, well, we're going to go over there here in a little bit, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. like, maybe we'll see you all there. So we go over there, and it's closed. Yeah. And I'm like what are we going to do now? Because we didn't bring any food. Like, we didn't. Yeah, that's what we, we didn't bring nothing. Yeah. I mean, we got some, 
you know, whatever, snacks. sandwich meat or some snacks or whatever, you know, and I'm like, that's not going to work. Mm-mm. And so I'm like, well, I wonder what hurricane. Brittany said, hey, what about hurricane? She And she called to make sure they were open. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, they're open. I'm like, we'll just go up there. So we're cruising out of the no-wake zone. I can't believe zone. we didn't run into y'all. I know. We're cruising out of the no-wake zone. And Rachel goes, what are they going to eat? And I'm like, who? What are you talking about? She said, the girl's over there. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking Colton's looking at me going, no, Dad, no, Dad, no. <laughs> the whole time. And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, she goes, let's just go over there. I was like, we'll go over there and just see. You know, if they want to go, they can ride with us. You know, and I'm yeah. like, whatever. We go over there, and they're like, yeah, that'd be great. They thought we were going to walk somewhere else. Now, we're getting on the boat. So there's six girls. There's four of us. We're a little overloaded. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Low riding. <laughs> yeah, we're low riding already. And um, I take off, and I'm like, whoa. And so we go over there. But, dude, they had the grace. They had a band there. Yeah, yeah. They we must s- have just missed you. Man, they just started playing when we left. Uh, we just missed y'all. Because when we pulled up, we heard them warming up. That's crazy. We had to miss. They were literally up there like Mike check one two one two when we were leaving. Oh, dude, I was yeah. Anyways, we passed y'all. I guarantee. Had to yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, we had they had a good time over there. I bought them a shot, you know, whatever. Just you know, they had a great time. They were having a good time, and so when they came back, they were all having a good time. They were going down the slide at eleven twelve o'clock at night, you know, (laughs) just. Colton's like they're being loud. I'm like I don't even hear them, man. Just leave them alone. So that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I was screaming at you on Sunday morning. Was you? We were walking across the ramp to go up to the truck, and you were up top. It was was pretty, it really? It was pretty early. It was about 8 o'clock in the morning. I was cooking bacon. And I was, hey, hey. <laughs> and she was like, okay, I was like, quit. He can't hear you. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, we saw y'all up there, but it, yeah. was, it was a good time, man. Yeah. You grew up on the lake, didn't you? I did, yeah. So, um, when we moved down here from, um, from Louisiana, my dad had a, man, we had an old outboard boat. Um, little Evan, a 150, or when it was a 75, Evan Rude. And um, we taught, we were, let's see, I had to be four or five years old. Nicole was just a little baby. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we, we've been going to like that same lake. We was hitting Harbor, and we've been going there ever since. Yeah. So um, learned how to ski there. Uh, Mom would sit out there and um, hold the skis while we were trying to learn how to, on them old black, you didn't drop one, did you? Okay. Okay. Um, them old um, flat boarded wooden skis, cypress garden skis. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had a set of those. Them things were slicker and snot, man. You had to. So did you learn how to barefoot on your dad's No, uh-uh. that wasn't until my single, when after daddy passed away, is when I bought a boat. Okay. Because, you know, he had a, when his wreck, he had the boat. On the truck, on the truck, he was coming back from the lake. Mm. So when he got hit, the boat got launched and it was no. destroyed. And so we didn't have a boat. And so it took me a year or two to get one, but I got another one and uh, got a ski boat. And then hanging out with them, some guys up there and learning how to barefoot. Yeah, y'all need that. Yeah, that's right. Oh, need, I'm gonna do you're it. In. I got. We got to get PJ. I'm gonna. I will do it. I know you will. <laughs> I will do it, and I'll be successful. I'm oh, gonna call not, my shot nothing. right now. That's right. I'll do it, man. I'll there figure it out. There will be video. There will be video. I'll figure it out. I don't care if I get beat up the first couple of times. No, you got it because you got to learn where the limit is. You got to learn. But the thing about it is, on that bar, man, it's easy. It's this is the only thing, and this might be a little cocky, but I have a strong upper body. I feel like hanging on to that. Yeah. That bar. Yeah. 
I feel like I'll be able to mess around a little bit. Oh yeah, and maybe catch my bearings. That's right, and get my feet in the water and get going. Oh yeah, it's man, it's like riding a, well, almost like riding a bicycle to a point, and you've never yeah. done it before, but it's not hard. Yeah, I mean, man, the first time I tried skiing, I got up the first time. Are you kidding? The first time I tried wakeboarding, I got up the first time. How old were you though? Were you teenager? Yeah, yeah, yeah. teenager. Um, and uh, me and PJ went out last year. And we're slalom skiing. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I, mean, I can't get up on slalom anymore. Uh, it's... My knees. Super easy on on the pole. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, then yeah. I went back from the pole to the handle. Right. That's what um, I can't do anymore. But it was... It's hard It's hard to get up with one ski. It is. And I pretty much almost had getting up... Well, of course, I can get up with both. And then shedding a ski. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I pretty much had that. I just, we didn't have enough time to keep doing it. Right. Right. But yeah. I think I, I think I got that pretty much. That's not a big deal. But yeah. Yeah, man. I love the lake. I've been going. My dad, I, I went with friends growing up. Right. <clears throat> From the first time I went out on the lake, I loved it. And then my dad bought a boat when I was in college. And for really? for some reason, my dad is super like <laughs> he 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 trusts his kids too much. Right? He, he's, if he only knew. Huh? Yeah. He just you know he was like, I bought a boat. Right. Um, if you if you get your boating license, right, and and learn how to drive a boat, you can take it out whenever you want. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, shoo, say oh, no, no more. I immediately. Uh-huh immediately got my boating license right went out with them a couple of times he showed me how to drive a boat i mean kind of right i mean (laughs) i didn't really know how to drive it yeah and and me and kaylin were we were dating we weren't even engaged when we were doing this oh wow the boat was at old hickory in a boathouse so sweet that's awesome so you would call them and say hey um i'm on the way can you put the boat in the water Oh, are you kidding? And me, they really? would go into the boathouse. It's like a warehouse, and the boats were stacked up four oh, or five okay. high. And they would get it with this huge forklift, right? And they would drive it out to the water, set it in the water, and tie it up to the dock for you. Are you kidding? So my first three years of boating—that's what I got. Oh wow! So no backing the trailer in or nothing. None like that. of that. Oh, none wow. of that. Yeah. So, um, I would just jump in it, turn the key on. And we would take off all day. And luckily, my dad is into fishing. He had a big deck boat. Right. And he had one of those really nice uh, GPS systems on there. Oh, okay. Yes. That showed the channel and everything. <laughs> right, yeah. And out there, you know, Old Hickory and Percy Priest are not like Center Hill. You have to pay attention to where you're going. Oh, yeah. And you have to stay in the channel or you'll literally hit the bottom. That's why I don't like going there. Yeah. I, I don't go there <laughs> yeah. anymore yeah. now that I'm driving my boat. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, I would always pay attention to that, stay in the channel. And I, I never messed his boat up or anything. But, right. um, yeah, man, try, trying to, you know, pull that thing up to the dock. I never I, – I, Oh, yeah. You know, I, I was camping with him a couple of weekends ago. And I apologized to him. I said, Dad, we'd take that boat out. We'd drink beer all day. I never put a lick of gas in it. He, you know, every time he'd go get on his boat to go fishing, it'd be on E. That's right. And yeah. he, he put up with it, man. He let us have fun on that boat. And yeah. I got engaged on that boat, asked Kalen to marry me on that boat. That's awesome. 
and uh, next time. Yeah, and then um, up until this is only my third year of uh, having my own boat. So, I mean, I just put it on. I back in my boat in the water and putting right. it in was the first time I ever did that. Are you kidding? And then taking my boat out of the water this past spring. When you, when you told her she was never coming back. When you got me and PJ. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the first time. Are you kidding me? I loaded, you put it back on the trailer? That was the first time I'd ever oh done that gosh. ever. Oh, my gosh. Easy. It's right. not yeah. hard. No, it's not. But That's the thing about it. And, and so I can already tell. You know, just that's why I like. I could tell just looking at you. Mm. I would like be like, hey. Take my boat out. Take this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you know what you're doing. Or if you get into a bind, you got to. You know, you can think. That's I like people like that. Yeah. That's why I like having you, PJ, mm-hmm. people like that around. Because um, you just you need people like that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just people that can catch on real quick. Yeah. Yeah. No, You'd be great in a transmission shop, man. You know? uh, well. No, just <laughs> The turf industry's going well, but you, <laughs> I'm know, just kidding. you never know. I, might, right. I might mouth off one day, and I might need you. <laughs> Me and PJ always have that oh, running man. joke. We're like, you know, if our jobs don't ever work out, I'm sure we can go sweep the floors That's or something right. over there at Matt's. That's right. He'll yeah. pay us $15 an hour or something. <laughs> I probably, yeah, who knows? <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, the but the lake has always been a, a staple in my life, and it probably sounds like oh, yours too. I yeah. love it, man. You know, it just it's one of those things. Like you know, we go camping some. Mm-hmm. We used to go camping a lot, but it's we've always had. I've always had a boat, you know, and it's always been one of them things to where mm-hmm. now I've got Colton where he can drive the boat. He finally got his driver's permit or whatever. Yeah, he can drive that sucker how he wants to now. Yeah, I don't. So, I'm I'm like you. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push anything on my kids too hard. But right. the lake will be pushed on Sunny. That's exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> I said, look, dude, I'm not doing this by myself anymore. Yeah, she's You're getting it done. She is going to, and man, that video of Sutton riding the little ski. Oh my gosh, was awesome, dude. Parks Bonifay, man, that was insane. <laughs> I, she was asking me. Kaylin was asking me this past weekend she was like so do you think that sunny could ride yes. sutton's little thing next yes. year yes and i was like we'll try it she can ride this year i said we'll try it. hey as long as she can stand up she can ride it she's a little savage man oh dude she is wide open yeah she's uh she's getting she because they told us uh originally when she was little they were like yeah we think she's gonna be petite and small right they went back she went back to the doctor last week and they're like oh she's big yeah she's she might be tall and a lot of that will come off though yeah it will Sutton, Sutton, colton was colton was he was a little chubby baby and uh heck he's the bean pole now you know yeah. and Sutton, i can see Sutton. he's already slendering down because he's running i mean just wide open you know he mm-hmm. is and he's already slimming down already some too and so that's yeah. just but that the thing i think when you see babies like that you're like oh there's that's a nice healthy baby right there mm-hmm. you know what i mean because and I don't know, you know, y'all are y'all are just y'all are great parents, and um, man, I just think that the, it's gonna be good at the lake. We're gonna have some good times at the lake, I know. Oh man, we got so many good years to come. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully, about I'm it. here for more of them. Oh guys. yeah, man, you're a young man. <laughs> Shoot, man, what am I? What ten years older than y'all? I know I am. I know I'm at least ten, if not fifteen. So we've always hung out with older people. Well, I have to, but so. I, I like I like hanging out with y'all. That's it's been it's been fun. Learned a lot of stuff. Learned a lot of people. Met a lot of people through y'all too. So yeah. Well, man, I'm not gonna. 
I'm not going to keep you on here all night. I know you get to work early in the morning. Shoot, so, man, we can talk all uh, night if you want to. We've been to. going two hours. Oh, have so, you really? Are you yeah. kidding me? Oh, my gosh. This uh, this shop's a time warp, man. You oh, know, know that. You've yeah. been over here. Yeah. So Well, man, the first thing I want to say is what you got going on, man, I think it really takes a lot. You've done awesome. Um, I enjoy when I get time to listen and um you crack me up man it's so funny on some of the things <laughs> and to hear you and caitlin talk at one time i mean that's really cool i yeah. think it's really cool i think it's neat that you're doing this i appreciate it i was so excited when you asked me because i'm like oh i get to be on Staley's podcast yeah. <laughs> it's, so it's so um but man i really do appreciate it man you've been uh been a really good friend oh and yeah i hope we have some good years yeah man of us too, you so. are some of our best friends man yeah. we We've had a good thing going. That's going to continue on. And yeah. doing this, man, uh, really, I've said it so many times, but I'm not trying to, like, you know, get famous or something. Oh, yeah, man. we got to go for the big time. Man. Well, that'd be great. You know, <laughs> this podcast is in the negative money-wise right now. It'd be hey, it'd be nice I've to already, make 100 bucks a month or something. I've already talked about that sponsorship, man. We can get it. We can make it happen. We can no. make it happen. All get your my, little, get your little, uh, uh, little camera up there and just videotape them all the time. Yeah, and have your little video would be nice. Uh, yeah, but the the <laughs> really the goal in which this is episode fourteen. 14 yeah, and you know sometimes it's not easy. I mean, I've done an episode fourteen weeks in a row, once a week, and you know that's I, I, I try a lot to, of time. Yeah, it is a lot of time, and uh, I enjoy it though. You know, right. I got other stuff going on. I got a full-time job and a part-time job, sawmill, and, you know, we got a heavy social life. and uh, The baby. The baby. Yeah, so take you know, mama, too. Sometimes it is, a, it is a grind doing this, but I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. And But the main goal of Hitters Only and the podcast is, you know, how often – you know, do I get to nail people down for two hours? That's right. To hear, because I wouldn't know, man, I wouldn't know your life story from, you know, beginning to now. Right. Unless I, you know, had the opportunity. Did like this. That's right. Do like yeah. this. You know, if it, we, if we, if I go over to your house for dinner, man, you know, I'm going to talk to you for a lot, right. but you know, there's a lot going on. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's nice to get people nailed down and one-on-one. Right. And, you know. It's I'm, cool. I'm curious. I, I want to know how it is being a business owner. I want right. to know how, you know, you got started. And I know you were in the NASCAR racing right. world yep. for a while, but I didn't really know nothing about it. Right, right. Or, or yeah. really what you did. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to get people in here that I'm interested to talk to. And, yeah. you know, I don't have anybody in here that I'm not um, genuinely interested in about yeah. something that they're doing. So. Yeah, dude, man, it's been great. It's been really awesome. So, I think I think you've got a good thing going on. Like I say, we need to get that sponsorship rolling in here, get some more big-time big, big time hitters in here. And, yeah, man. And get uh, them going. Yeah, Daddy needs to make some good, get, you know, get some big stars in here or something. That'd be nice. <laughs> I'll say this, just kind of ending it, is is the, the you know, you get a, I think you did, you do like a keyword or something the other day. I do a quote of a the quote, day. quote of the day. And, and um that was really good. But my thing is is one word is time. And you can spend time, you can waste time, and you can have, you know, spend time on something that's really, and just the biggest thing is spending time with family and friends and just thinking you don't have time to do stuff. Because I've been, you know, we, hey, God, we were supposed to do this Monday. Mm-hmm. 
baseball showed up. You know it's what I mean? Good, you know what I mean? But still, it's it's the time is a big key for me because the older you get, you're like, man, I wish I would have done that. You know, and so time to me is really valuable now to sit back because this right here, this atmosphere right here. Is is awesome? Like, because I got excited. I'm like, dude, I get to go on Staley Shop, which is a cool atmosphere. I I love it. Like, I want you know, I've been talking about doing my stuff for just like Staley's, Mm -hmm. and um, but just spending the time with you and talking about stuff is really awesome. It's really cool, man. Well, I appreciate you doing a good job. Is I I appreciate that, man. I really do. Uh, All my. All my friends have been supportive, and yeah. and you've definitely been a big one. Every time I see you, you, you know, are curious about what I got going on with the podcast. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, man. The I, one with Gary, man, I laughed so hard, dude. That oh, was so funny. I can't, he's he's yeah. great. He's he's coming back on, man. Oh, that's awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> after uh, after hunting season, he's he's just been out there in the wild killing stuff. So Jeez, He's something else. Yeah, man. So, hey, thanks for coming on Hitters Only, man. All right, brother. Let's do it again. All right. Appreciate it. See you, buddy. Mm -hmm.